Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 377 for the week of February 27th, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my cat, Simon. Looking at my cat, Sophie. Joined by longtime RP Gamer staff member, the longest staff member, right? Yeah. Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. And um, what is going on? Something is going on. Sorry, it's probably me. You should stop watching the show while you're on the show. I yeah. turned it on to watch the chat. And even though I have hit pods like three times, it didn't well, Don't pause. hit yourself. <sighs> All right. Sophie's about to knock over everything trying to get to that damn bird. Yeah, hunt that bird, cat. Also joining us, Jonathan Stringer. Hello. Hello. Jonathan, what have you Short done break. lately for the site? Site? Plug your stuff. Uh, I've done podcasts. Oh. Well, that's something. Actually, I have several interviews uh, in March that I have in the works, so there'll be a flurry of interviews. Interview flurry. Got it. I love it. Last week we had our Game of the Year show, which means we took a week off of uh, the current event sort of stuff. So now we got to catch back up on what we've been playing. Fortunately, over the past couple weeks, there's kind of only been a handful of games that really mattered. <laughs> what? You're funny. Why am I funny? Wait, why is my microphone off? I don't know. Oh, Sophie probably just turned your mic off. Hold on. Yeah, she did. There you go. Try now. Bad Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> There was actually a few major releases over the past couple weeks. Like, yeah, but that's all that people care about. Okay. I'm saying it's a small list. Okay. You got your fire emblems. You got your your um your fire emblems. Wait, what else was there, Anna? Um I don't know. I've been busy playing other <laughs> things. Yeah, that the thing you've been. What have you been playing, Anna? Um. Well, I've been playing Fire Emblem Fates. Ah, Fire Emblem. So Told I started with Birthright. Uh huh. Because it's the easier one. It's the one most like Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh huh. So I decided I wanted to play that one before I jumped into Conquest, which is much harder and has a much larger variety of. Um. So when you play Fire Emblem Fates Birthright, most of the map stuff is pretty straightforward, which is usually kill everything. Mm -hmm. um, in Birthright, there's a lot more, or in Conquest, there's a lot more variation in your final goals. How would that make it harder? Um, because it can be like, kill this guy without killing anybody else. And oh, that's okay. hard because that would be harder. Counter yes, that would be harder. <laughs> counters are automatic, so. Um, but the pro the the problem air quote problem that I had is, I ended up putting down Fire Emblem Fates because I started playing Return to Popolicores, a story of seasons fairy tale. So it's out now in Europe and it's coming out in North America on March first. So like Tuesday. So, and I think three major things that I definitely want to talk about is um, this isn't a Story of Seasons game or a Bokumono game or a Harvest Moon game at all. And uh, No, I've seen you plant crops. Yeah. 
there is a small amount of farming which can actually be completely ignored. I would really compare this more to Rune Factory than I would anything else. Ah, Rune Factory. Which is a lot of focus on fighting and less focus on farming, which okay. is kind of the same strain that this goes in. Um, two, it is ridiculously adorable. Aww. And it is also very easy. So if you are looking for a hard game, don't play this. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing that makes it hard, and I'm air quoting hard, is the um, encounter rate is super high. So I actually turned it down to low very quickly because I was taking like 10 steps and getting into a fight. It was getting kind of ridiculous. And even worse is I was playing on normal. You can actually bump up the encounter rate to high. So I was... So it has adjustable encounter rates, but don't you, don't you need to fight to get your levels or something? Well, it depends on what difficulty you're playing. Okay. Normal's pretty easy. Easy's very easy. Hard is still honestly relatively easy. And you can change your difficulty at any time. So if you get stuck on something, you just change the difficulty to be a little easier, play it, and then change your difficulty back. Okay. So I love this game. It is adorable. It is very... It's kind of like playing an anime. Oh, so like a Japanese game nowadays. Well... They're all playing animes, aren't they? No. Even Fire Emblem's playing an anime. No, not really. You get your anime between your battles. Yeah, this has a lot of story. Okay. And so... Um, All right, so if it's like playing an anime, is there a scene where the guys sneak into the girl's bathhouse? No, because Pietro is turning 13. Isn't that okay in Japan? No. Okay. Well, they do everything younger there. I didn't know. Uh, well, anyways, so the game opens up. You're celebrating Pietro's 13th birthday. Happy birthday, Prince Pietro. And he gets a present from Narsha, who's his canon love interest. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. And um, then he gets sucked into a different world. Thus, well, that that um, sucks. Yeah, that's why it's called Return to Popolicroy. Because they're not in Popolicroy. Right. Well, they should probably go back. Yeah, and so that's what I'm working on. But the problem is, is to get back, I have to rescue the Grand Fairy of Fairydom. The Grand Fairy of... If that... No, that is isn't that an official title? Name. No. <sighs> I'm really disappointed now. But she sings in rhyme, title? which is kind of awesome. The Grand Fairy of Fairydom. The Grand Fairy of Fairydom. No, oh, that is actually not title. her title. Sorry. Is that the equivalent of the Harvest Goddess in the Harvest Moon game? Mm, similar. Yeah. Actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> So she would be able to send me home, but all of her fields have been corrupted by darkness. Ah, so you do have to farm. No, oh. you jump into the fields and beat the dark beasts inside of them. I, what? Yep. What does that mean? Well, you're, you're you killing see, insects that are affecting her crops or something? Yeah, actually. Everything oh. inside of the of the patches is like all nature related. So you have little bugs with like spears and shields and... Um, you have like mushrooms that attack you and everything is plant-based except the orcs. So everyone's vegan. I don't know what's going on. There are orcs inside of the patches. Although someone on Twitter said that in Lord of the Rings, they teach you that orcs are born from the soil. 
okay, I'll buy that. Okay. I guess. And so I wasn't really sure how true that was, seeing as how right. I have, like, no Lord of the Ring knowledge. I mean, it's not really gone into much in the main books. But, hmm. Okay. Uh, I think it may have a mention, and it might be in the uh, some of the supporting documents. Supporting Everything that matters is in the supporting documents. <laughs> well, that's good to know. All right, so you are farming, you're not, but you don't have to farm. You're okay. So you're working as um, exterminators. Yes. So you jump into little patches. But I saw you going to a castle to liberate a castle today. So yeah. You're, so you're I'm, not. That's not. I'm later in the story now. So you're done exterminating. No, 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 no. I'm I'm gonna have at least one more set of fields that I'm gonna have to exterminate. Okay. Because you get a little flambeau, which is like a lamp. You need to say it differently. Flambeau? No, exterminate. Okay. Can you say it different? <laughs> no. You know how to say exterminate. <laughs> you have to, when you beat the little black monsters inside of the patches of farmland, you make the lamp light up. Mm. And then you use the lamp to go into the maze. And the maze leads to the next farming field. And what do you do in the fields? Well, you can farm. You can raise crops and stuff. Okay. It's really, outside of like a couple of um, tutorials and stuff, you really don't need to do much farming. Because there are quests that are surrounded with farming, and they're all completely optional. Um, and it, it, the thing with the farming is it's all very self-contained. So you can do quests that, like, increase the capacity of your um, watering camp, but that requires you to farm. You can raise animals, and that does require you to farm. But And you can combine together stuff in cooking or, like, crafting. It's called synthesis. No. But, and you put in materials that you farmed to make better things that you farmed, and you sell them. And so... It's all kind of very circular and self-involved, so mm -hmm. if you don't get started, you don't really need to farm if all you want to do is run around and beat up stuff. So, there are also girls, because... Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't have, a, bo you can can't have a bokumono without girls. Wait, so are you, I thought that your character had a love interest already. Right, and so these are considered special girls. Oh, what? They're your friends. Are you, you taking a mistress? No. You're special girls. Yeah. That sounds um They're your friends. pretty sleazy. Anna. But if you give them gifts. Oh, okay. I they, see how it works. They have a little flower meter in the uh -huh. corner and you give them gifts and their flower meter And increases. then it fills up and you have to deflower them? Ow. What was that? That was me smacking you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Anna, this is sounding a bit... Um, Each time that you gain a petal on the this flower... This person's 13, you said. Yes. I don't... This is Japanese. <sighs> I should really not play this anymore. When you fill the flower, you get something nice. What do you... um? The problem is, is it's really I easy to miss getting introduced to these girls. So, so you, are you saying you need to, to meet their handler? No. Is there a pimp? 
don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> is it the Harvest Goddess character? Is that no? Okay. I think you just haven't been wanting to see the truth of this game, Anna. Anyways, mm -hmm. it's really adorable. <laughs> it's just like the anime and manga. It Wh reminds which me anime and manga? Popola Croix. Oh, they have an anime and manga? Yeah, it's been around for like 30 years, Chris. Okay. Well, I'm behind the times. Actually, yeah. Close to 40 at this point. But anyways. It's fun. It's adorable. It reminds me a lot of the PSP game. Combat system is grid-based-ish. So you have um, an area that you can move within, and if you get close enough to an enemy, you can tack it. Or you can choose not to move and do a skill, and some skills let you move after they've been activated. And so there are also combo skills. So there are some skills that you do by yourself, and then there are some skills that you pair up with Pietro and do them together. And yeah, that's pretty much that's, it. That's Publicois. 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 Yeah. They, 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 I want to call it Popolacois because that's the right way to do it. Because it's French and they, they call it Popolacois. So live with it. Okay. So yeah, it's really fun. I've also been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Oh Yeah. Because it's just convenient for me to jump into a match for 15 or 20 minutes while I'm waiting for an email. Have you maxed out your Raynor? I am. Yeah. So I hit level 10 on Raynor. So mm. I have my master skin on Raynor. He's not maxed out because I can still go to 15. Okay. Um, now I am working on Vala and Malfurion. So they're, I think, both level 9. So You play uh, any Heroes of the Storm, Jonathan? No. I've avoided MOBAs okay. so far. Well, good for you. I think that's an <laughs> admirable goal in life. Um, I sort of played a little LOL, and I tried really hard to get into it because I loved the concept, but there is so... Mm, the, the, the learning curve in LOL is really high, and the toxicity in the community is also really high, and the people that I was playing with all kind of quit. And so... Oh, did I, they? Yeah, I mean, we were mostly playing with Alice and David, and they That's both right. quit. I didn't realize David had quit, too. Oh, yeah. David quit, I think, before Alice did. Oh. So, yeah. It, I really wanted to play a MOBA, and I like Heroes of the Storm because... Um, <laughs> I can mute chat. No, it's <laughs> the pooled... It amazes uh, me that you mute chat in Heroes of the Storm because it's pretty tame overall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, it is. It truly is. And if I was playing against people, I wouldn't mute it. Okay. But I play against the AI with other humans. Um, yeah, but if I was playing people versus people, I would totally have it on. Um, but yeah, the pooled... So in most MOBAs, everybody has their own individual level. And so you have a lot of characters that are considered carries, which um, basically means that you help them get to high level, at which point they own face. Um, but in Heroes of the Storm, not only do you need to not get last hit on um, a mob to get the experience for them, 
um, the level, the levels are shared. It's just a, it's a team level. And so there is a lot less emphasis on you being a thousand percent perfect. So I like that because there are times that I want to try new heroes. And if I'm trying a new hero, I'm probably going to suck at them. Okay. And sometimes I have a bad day and I suck at the heroes that I like. I like to play as Lily in Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> You're really good at Lily. I, you know, I, I press that Q button like nobody else, man. <laughs> it, uh, Q is his heal. Yeah, and it finds you and it heals you. And people seem happy about that. Yes. So what do you know? It's like, okay. Lily is so easy mode. Lazy mode. Lazy mode. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing. I mean... Yeah, Propolo Croix has kind of taken up all of my time that I'm not sitting at the computer waiting for emails playing Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> all right, so after your extreme anticipation of Fire Emblem to the point of importing Japanese Fire Emblem documents on your on your desk <laughs> from some person you met online, and I got like some sort of... What's it called? Nintendo Life? Nintendo... It's like Nintendo Dream? Nintendo Dream from Japan released all this... That apparently they're like <laughs> in Japan they still have video game magazines and they come with goodies and stuff that are like nice. So somebody that Anna's friends with sent her like some of their Fire Emblem stuff that had come out last year with that magazine. And it's really cool. But after all that, you didn't play much Fire Emblem. No, and I, because I wanted to make sure that I played enough of Return to Popola Croix that I could talk about on the podcast, and I kind of just got sucked into it because mm -hmm. it's adorable. adorable. And I mean, the thing is, is Fire Emblem isn't going anywhere. Not only do I have Birthright well, to play, but I also have, but it's coming out on the first, okay. and I wanted to play it before everybody else. Ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing special. with the Fire Emblem is I'm going to, I have Fire Emblem for days because... You have Fire Emblems for years, Anna. Yeah, because not only do I have Birthright, which I'm halfway through at this point, I have Conquest, and then Revelations comes out in like a month. Mm -hmm. And I bought the Map 1 pack, so every week I have DLC that I'm going to be able to play too. But you haven't done any of it yet. Yes, I did. I oh. did the um, Before Awakening the first week when it came out. Now, I haven't done this week's DLC, which I will probably do this weekend. Yeah, because I think two maps came out. Yes. Um, Booty, Booty, Booty Bay. Bay? No, there's no way it's called Booty Bay. <laughs> that's um, that's a wow. <laughs> Fire Emblem Fates Booty Bay. DLC. <laughs> so hang on. Oh, I forgot what that's called. It's... Uh... Sorry, Boo Camp and Beach Brawl. Yeah, Beach Brawl. That was an Awakening, wasn't it? Beach Brawl? Um, I think so. Yeah, it sounded familiar to me. So, yeah. There's that. And yeah, I'll probably play those this weekend. Okay. And then, uh... Alright, so... That's what you've done. Mm -hmm. What have you done? No, I want to know what Jonathan's been doing. Please tell me you've played some Fire Emblem, because if we have this, nobody's played Fire Emblem, I'm going to be so sad. I've played some Fire Emblem. Some Fire Emblem. Yeah, I have um, a few battles into Birthright, so I haven't played as much as I thought I would. But have you, have you made your choice, even? Yes. Well, okay. for now. I'm going to eventually play all of them, but I wanted to start with the easiest one. To, I didn't want to play a harder one and then drop down to an easy one later. I'd probably lose interest. So I started with Birthright. Okay, and what difficulty are you playing on? 
hard and classic. Oh hard yeah. Hard classic. Wow. I play like normal casual. <laughs> I am a dirty dirty casual. I play lots of strategy RPGs, so I like the So do I. I guess I'm if it's a see the problem I have with Fire Emblem games is the story usually is, aren't very good, so I like that challenge. Though it can be frustrating. I get pissed at it sometimes where you set everything up just right and they get some kind of crit on you and then you lose your guy or you gotta restart or something. So that that can that can drive me nuts sometimes. But overall that um that tension I guess of of not wanting to lose makes it a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. When I was playing, I did Awakening somewhere. Uh, your your characters would come back the, the casual mode or whatever, and you're like, ah, I'll just I can run him over there, get a few hits in. If he dies, no big deal. You know, it, it kind of. Oh yeah, it's real it... tempting to do that in Fire Emblem, isn't it? <laughs> so, this way, I got to protect everyone if I want them to live. No, I mean. Trust me, getting them back does you no favors. It does not favor you to run out in front and let them die. Because they'll fall behind in experience really fast. Yeah, but you can always do little side mission maps. Yeah, that's Only true. in the white one, though, I thought. Yeah, you can't. there's no side missions. There's no challenge maps in Conquest. DLC. You can still do the DLC. Yes, that's true. But not everybody has access to the DLC because it costs money. It was a free one. Uh, only for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think before awakening is free forever. Oh yeah. But I mean, I I played both ways, and while I enjoyed awakening to that degree, I wish I would have played more on the the classic because my playstyle was a lot different. Knowing my guys could die or not. Yes. If you want, I, I mean, ex- if you want to play in a way that just breaks the game, try Phoenix. Because <laughs> the turn after someone dies, they just show back up. Yep. Which means you can keep leveling them. And you, none of your choices really matter except don't let the main character get killed, right? And that's, yeah. uh, that's a way of breaking a game. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't see how that would be fun, though. That's the thing. I, I have I to agree. I mean... They put it in because people asked for it. They did. Mm. They- so I did have a problem with it. I guess I'm comparing it too much to like, it's it, it reminds me of the decision in Tactics Ogre. Okay. Where, uh, at a certain point early on in the game, you basically pick which path you're going down. Right. That. I didn't uh, play Tactics Ogre to that point. Sorry, I think it's... Um. So Which sorry. I about I should have played. Tactics that. over decision. Well, this has a similar type of branching decision, but when you choose it, uh, it kind of I, I don't like the the lead up to it as much as I say I did tactics over. Like it's, I don't know how much we want to spoil it or not. I guess is what I was trying. Um, but, but the early Fire Emblem up to the point of the decisions, yeah. that seems like we should be able to talk about it. What do you think, Anna? Um, I think so. I mean, yeah. I feel like the whole thing is like really fast and they don't... Um, it is. It is yeah. super duper speedy. And like here, after like one chapter with this family, one chapter with this family, and like 
a couple like in the one chapter where you see where your dragon lives it's like oh go ahead and um make a choice like what who who in their right mind would make any sort of choices yeah <laughs> it's more this... just a superficial pick which path you want to play and yeah. not really an in-game it didn't feel like an in a good in-game decision for one why would you just given the events that happened why would you pick nor if you're thinking about what your character would be thinking these but guys at the same time why would you choose to start killing your your family from nor well right? you didn't well Def I guess. you're defending the other ones and now they're attacking you right but you go to the them and uh, they killed your mom mm -hmm. and they tried to kill you on the bridge due to garen's order there's a lot of killing going on yeah is, is there's the a lot part. of attempted you know and, oh, and they set up like one guy who seems very clearly evil, and it's like, why, why, why are any of you doing any of the things that you're doing given what's going on? Because it would seem like none of you should act the way that you're acting, and right, it, it seems very contrived to me. And one of oh, them totally kept is. locked up for a long time. Why would you choose him unless this were like a Western RPG where you wanted to make your character kind of evil? I yeah. can see that. But yeah. your guy doesn't. Your character doesn't act that way. Your character acts like this innocent, naive, good, want to do well person. Well, I felt that that was really frustrating because it's like I want to be this evil guy, and instead of being able to choose, to you know, like, all right, I'm going back. I'm gonna serve my 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 evil dude, and I'm gonna just you know the name of the game's conquest. Let's kill everything. That's not how it goes. Instead, it's like, oh, I'm my you know, I, well. Yeah, you want to? He wants to. He still wants to kill you, and it's like everyone's trying to rally around you and make you be, you know, protect you. And it's like you. It's all about family and goodness. And like, well, what's the point of that? Where's my evil Corin? Yeah, I mean that's the problem. I like. I don't like the depth of story a lot of these Fire Emblem games have. They're just kind of. It's more like a vehicle just to move you from battle to battle instead of being. An engrossing story on its own. I mean, and Which... it's it's not like the character interactions are bad or anything. It, it's kind of weird how they have the character interactions outside of the main plot stuff. I think are good, and I like the way they're written and they're cute and stuff. But it's like as soon as you go to, um, uh, you know, it's like as, as soon as you get back into the main story stuff, people just don't act in a believable way. Uh. See, I kind of disagree. I kind of feel like everything has sort of made sense so far. I mean, it's made as much sense as any other Fire Emblem game. Oh, yeah. That, that's... I mean, Fire bear Emblem... in mind that Fire Emblem Awakening is, hey, we found you sleeping in the grass in the middle of the road. Please take over our army. <laughs> I mean, that is literally the first two chapters. Oh, well, if you're comparing them only to other Fire Emblem games, it's about in line. But yeah. I don't think Fire Emblem well, games... Have we mentioned that you turn into a dragon in this game? Oh, did we? No. You turn into a dragon in this game. Hey, Chris, you are the ocean's gray waves. You are the ocean's gray waves, <laughs> and this song will be played 8,000 different times. <laughs> it just it doesn't oh, stop yeah. with that song. <laughs> that, that girl, that Azura scene? Yep. I... I don't care yeah. though. She she doubles your actions. Yeah. Want her. Yeah. Early on, yeah, that scene all the time, over yep. and over. That song, over and over. 
You even get a snippet when you dance for people. Yeah. So you no, have I to always, be able to tolerate the same song over and over again. You know what's very I always frustrating? Start, she goes to do her dance. You know what's very frustrating? If you go down the conquest part, she doesn't come with you. Wait. I thought she does. Yeah, she does. She's available in all the versions. Okay. Well, you have to wait a while. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know because I don't remember. Hmm. No, I'm not sure you have to wait that long, Chris. Because I have done castle battles with people that are very early in Conquest, and they seem to have her. So, it's interesting with Conquest. Um, you you go and uh, you make your choice, and it's like, I'm going to do things evil, and I've heard this is the hard way. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you are in the middle of your battles, and you go to your little open world cat. So, this game has a little open, open world castle that you go to between cat battles. It's your base. Yep. And you get to walk around it. You can um, build buildings and you can build, build statues. You, you build a lottery. Yes, you build a little lottery booth, and then once a day. So once, a, so there is like um, morning, afternoon, evening, and night is I think the cycle. And so you go through those. Um, so it's a combination of yeah, every time you advance a to play a map, you come back and it's the next time period in your castle. But if you like don't play for a while, it also advances. Oh, okay. The time. All right. So it's a combination of in-game time and real time. All right. So when time passes, items show up on the map. And like the your characters that you've recruited will just be like, oh, I just bumped my toe into this. Here, you can have it. And it's like, it's a giant book of magic spells or something that makes no sense to just be sitting out in the middle of nowhere. But you know, whatever. <laughs> so you do that. Or you build your buildings and you can have like a kitchen where people make terrible concoctions and you feed them <laughs> to your army. Um, or you have the lottery draw, which is the most nonsensical thing. You don't pay any money and they show this image of like a drum and then a little ball comes out and it's like, what is this? It's a, that's a very typical Japanese lottery thing at like, um, and the weird festivals? part is when you see just Silas staffing it, I'm like, why are you running the lottery? You're a knight. <laughs> Go train or something. Uh, my Azura Even, is running my lottery. Uh, well, it changes all the time. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. And so... It just um, randomly assigns people from your... Even it, better just, is... Just for fun, I guess. Even better is when it's one of the ninjas and they just dot, dot, dot at you. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. You have one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So and then, I, I and there's a dragon draw. there and you feed it berries. You can feed it lots of things. Yes. And I, 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 I gave mine peaches and beans. I give mine a lot of rice. Yeah. <laughs> do you, have you found a food makes a difference versus other yes. foods? Yes. How so? Yeah, it tells you what they do. Oh, okay. Well, the beans here, are for string. Because I've seen like no, 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 every no, no, stack no, no, no. go up too. No, 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 no. Those descriptions are not what you think they are. Oh, what are Those they? descriptions are for cooking the food. Oh. Huh. But if you feed, it seems like if you feed the dragon the same food over and over, they are less likely to get good stat ups. Ah. So really? Don't repeat. I yes. found it the opposite. Because I gave one rice the first time and I only gave her one defense. Then I, the second day I gave her another rice and she got one in almost every stat. Really? I think it's like in every other peaches level. Too. And then peaches, I gave her one and it it actually increased her magic uh, ability too when I gave her the peach, which is increased no, magic. No, no, no. So as she levels up, her weapon skills will level up. That has nothing to do with the food. 
Okay, maybe it's coincidence, but she got magic and she leveled up her staff at the same time I gave her peaches. Yes. Hmm. And I've had, uh, I mean, I've given her, like, beans and had her magic go up and her stats go up. Because when every time it's corresponded, the beans, she got a HP and a strength. The peach, she got magic both yeah, times. Yeah, it may give you a better likelihood of getting those stats, but those descriptions are for cooking the food. Because when you cook rice, you get, um, I forget. And wh I, every time that I've cooked beans, I've gotten, like, strength and HP. So, Yeah. The it, those descriptions are the cooking stuff, not necessarily what stat ups she gets. Because I, so, I better things that it's like increase speed, and it's like doesn't get a speed increase. So this dragon uh -huh. is introduced in a way that it seems like a very important part of the plot, and it totally isn't. And it's then it's all of a sudden, it's like what is this? You're in your your home base is in an alternate dimension that you were able to <laughs> teleport to. None dragon. of your team members comment on this whatsoever. Yes, they do, actually. They do. The first few do comment on it because you bring them individually. And then just as everybody shows up, no one seems to care anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's a, there's some Fire Emblem games, or most video games have plot holes. And you're like, yeah, you just kind of overlook them. Well, this I one mean, seems to have a lot, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's some, a, a little bit of unbelievable. But this one is like every possible thing is a plot hole. <laughs> it's like we could have taken time to explain this and justify it, but we figured you'd be more interested in watching this girl dance in a circle with like um, a veil across her face and watching the same anime over and over again with this dude who has a big circle for a head trying to attack a castle that makes no sense. You know, don't you want to see that video again? Let's show it to you again. It's the initial dream that you have. You get to see it twice. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the anime-style intro, Anna. <laughs> okay. Except we need more Matsuno games with his writing. Yeah. Like Tactics Ogre. Those are actually... You get involved in Well, the he story. maybe goes too far to the other direction, <laughs> where you need, like, a glossary and a, a scribe to help you keep track of all the betrayals going on. Yeah, there's a Warren report. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Have any of you played with the uh, online features? No. Not well, really. A little bit. I mean, every once in a while, someone drops by my castle, and I'm like, oh, hi. So check this out. You can go in, between maps. You have choices of things to do. And even in Conquest, you can do all this stuff. Um, you can. Um, there's a paralogue that you can go do, um, which is like a, a whole set of stories that are outside the main story. And so you can just kind of ignore that, even in Conquest, and go do this other set of story stuff. Um, you can play DLC maps. And you can, of course... Get married and be so worried about your child that you stick them into an alternative dimension, another alternative dimension, that immediately turns them into adults. And then I haven't can, seen that happen and yet. And then you can go to their map and recruit them. That seems wrong on many levels it's basically like everyone liked this in fire emblem awakening so we need to find a way to do it again and so they like jammed it in with like a pitchfork yeah there's the, just think about the relationship with your child in that situation isn't that terrible that is like the most psyche damaging thing i can think of <laughs> for everybody involved and i mean i don't know if they go into that in in 
in Fates, but it's something that they discuss pretty heavily in Fire Emblem Awakening because I got the impression most in Awakening of the kids in Fire Emblem Awakening watch their parents die. Oh goodness, that's awful. Or were raised without one or both. But well, what if you keep them raised. all alive? Then they're okay, right? No. Oh. Because remember, the idea is is the future is terrible. Oh, they did. Well. But see, that means they grew up. Here, we've just bypassed that entirely, it seems Well, no, like. no, no. They grow up. They just grow up alone. Oh, they're all... Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. <laughs> so I don't know enough of the details because I have not managed to S-rank anybody yet. Because it seems like... Is it just me or is it way harder to S-rank people in this uh, game? Not Felicia. <laughs> Huh? She just, she just wants to s uh, Felicia just wants to go up a level like at every battle. It's like ridiculously easy to level up with Felicia. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Felicia. She wants the maid. Yes. Okay. You can s rank with her. Well, you can't. No, I can't. But if you're a guy, you can. I have Jacob. Okay. I actually just got Felicia. Okay. Team Jacob. Well, Felicia might take a little bit longer to get on uh, Hoshido's side. Yes. But on she, uh, on Conquest, she's just right there with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. It depends on if you're male or female. Oh, well, if you're male, she's right there with you. Yes. Okay. And so if you are male, you start out with Felicia as your maid. And if you're female, you start out with Jacob as your butler. Mm. Nice. And they have sort of more or less identical roles i mean they have that's a good point because felicia mentions jacob but uh not on the team for a while right he doesn't show up until halfway through the game hmm. if you're male if you're male and if you're yeah. female, female felicia versa. shows up okay. halfway through the game yeah is it wrong to want to like hook up um your little sister and your best friend <laughs> supposedly you can do some you can like do. incestual things in here too oh really yeah so yes. as a female i can s rank with the hoshiden males no which is a little creepy wait with your brothers yes what yeah really yeah and you can get married to them um or can is it just a different the... type of s rank and have kids no, with them. No, no, no. If you if can't you, get married, if, it's an A plus, right? Right. Okay. So there are people that can have very close relationships. Oh, that means I found an. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's a. There's a. Uh, all right. On the conquest side, very early, you get a same sex option. Yes. Hmm. If you are. Male. Male. Mm-hmm. And in birthright, if you're female, you get a same sex option. I see. And in revelations, you get both. Mm-hmm. I could have started with Revelations right away, too. How? Do you have uh, the special edition? edition. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've wondered about that. Like, what if you did that one first? Would it you ruin the other two? Yes, because, <laughs> like, Chapter 7 in that completely spoils what happens at the end of both games. Oh, okay. Good thing I didn't do that, then. Yeah, no, you you really don't want to start with I Revelations. I thought about doing just to be like, okay, I'll play this one first. No, so. you you'd, it would completely ruin the story for the other two. Well, I guess there's not much, too much to ruin at this point. <laughs> how many um, like, how many chapters are in these things? Does anybody know? 30? Well, that's not too long. That's typical. Yeah. I mean, ones, 30 so. was what the other ones were. I feel like I'm halfway through and I'm on 16. Do you know there's no New Game Plus? Um, there wasn't New Game Plus in 
The only Awakening. thing, your avatar log stays around or something yeah, like that. There was which, no new game plus in Awakening either. I know, but for a game that's designed to be essentially played through three times, I would have thought that they do oh, something to uh, make it easier to go through all three if, you, no, if no, that's no. what you're going to do. Not. No, of course not. <laughs> what are you talking about? If you, want it to be, if you want it to be easy, put it on Phoenix and shut up and play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so there. No, you're right. So there's one more thing you can do online. Well, there's a couple more things. You can go and visit other people's castles. Yeah, if you have their 16-digit code. Or no, you no. Can street pass. You can click a list and see top-rated castles and go visit any of them. Oh, okay. You can go into your friends' castles if they're already friends with you. Um, you can uh, look at similar castles, which are castles that you're close to in power. And the reason you might want to do this is because you can go and attack other people's castles. And you go and attack their teams in those castles. And... If you complete, you have an option when you go to do it. Um, you can choose to put on handicaps to bring their levels close to yours, um, which is what you would do if you were going to like the top-rated castle. But if you're going to one that's similar to you, you can do it with no um, no handicaps, and at the end, you get a choice. You can inherit a skill at a discount for one of your characters, or you can recruit one of their characters onto your team. And... What's not clear to me is how long that character will stay with you, but it's an interesting way of getting people you wouldn't normally have access to. Um, of course, you can't do any story stuff with them because they're not really part of your story, so you can't like S rank with them, but they will show up on your on your team list, and then you can you know, fight with them. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Have you guys used your amiibos yet, or do you have any? We do, and I have not used them yet. Same. I, so I, I mean, the irony is, is I'm missing one, and I don't know which one because I have my amiibo split between upstairs and downstairs. No, and it, I need you, you don't know which one because you haven't cared enough about the amiibo functionality to go get them yet. No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's that's the, that's know, the real six issue. Six of one, half dozen of the other. There's Marth, there's Roy. Have you yeah. done it? I, I mean, what, I, what happens? I have. They're up on my shelf right now. I'm looking at them. I should go grab them. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, well, we could and probably should do this. But, man, I got to walk yeah. over there. <laughs> well, normally I play. See, normally I play my handhelds in my bed downstairs and all my Amiibo are upstairs in my game room. I actually have my 3DS with me right now. So now is about that time. I should make sure I don't forget to do it. Hmm. Well, not right right now, but after the show. But then I'll probably forget. But I think, well, is there four Amiibos right now for Fire Emblem? Well, let's see. Ike, Marth, yep. Lucina, yep. Robin. Robin, oh, okay, it's five. The Roy. Roy. Okay, five. That's just off the top of my head, so. Yep. I was forgetting Robin. I don't think I have Robin. I'm 99% sure Robin's the one that I'm missing. Is Robin actually out, or did I just get confused? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, Robin's out. The problem was, is Robin was sold out. So is one of them, like, the protagonist? Robin is the uh, protagonist of Fire Emblem Awakening. So can you get it in male and female forms? No, there's only a male Robin. Are you ordering one for me? No, I'm just looking. Reflet in Japan. Yeah, I have the Japan one. <laughs> we'll go through our amiibos today. Maybe, Chris. Yes. Maybe you should play some Digimon today. 
Why would I play some Digimon today? Because if you play Digimon, then I can sit on the couch with you and play my Amiibos. In what? In Fire Ooh. Emblem? Yeah. Oh. Why couldn't you do that without him sitting on the couch? Because mm, it's not as fun. Because otherwise I have to be in the office, and doing Amiibos in the office is just a pain. Hmm. Hey, we're not on Twitch anymore. Why are we not on Twitch? I don't know. I tuned, I went back to the channel, and it's not online. To my knowledge, we're on Twitch. Um, I'm watching... Yep, I'm watching my stream right now. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> Seriously, it said okay. we were offline. We are online. Okay. Anna Marie. Yes. Have you figured out what I've been keeping from you this week? What have you been keeping from me this week? Yeah. No. You're very dense. Okay. But I love you. Okay. Anna. What? I've been playing Fire Emblem Conquest. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You, you didn't wonder at all how I know about all these things I've been saying. No, I, had, I was really confused. How did you do? What chapter are you in? Oh, um, nine. I thought it was just you guys knew. I'm in chapter nine. Oh. <laughs> so did you use any of the amiibos? Uh, I did not use the amiibos, but I've been going online and trying to recruit people over. Um, I went over to your castle and, and did some stuff. Really? Yes. I have to check my inbox <laughs> list now. Um, I need to go back to your castle and destroy it, but you know. Deck. Yeah. I need to give out my castle number. There is a thread on the forums called Fire Emblem Days Castle Codes if people want to drop their castle. Oh, that's there. very convenient to Isn't know. Isn't it? I really enjoy playing this game, um, but you know, all the complaints I made about the story and stuff are coming from my experience of playing it. So okay. I'm not a big fan of the justifications of things, and yet I'm still interested in seeing how it concludes and where <laughs> it goes. But I think it's kind of like feels lazy in some areas um, and that they could have done more. But uh, yeah, this is a uh, conquest does not initially seem. Oh, right. I should tell you because I was trying to get through it quickly. I said, okay. I'm going to try the broken version. I'm You're playing normal Phoenix. I put you? it on normal Phoenix. <laughs> you can't change it until after you make your decision. Um, that's bef that's the first time you get the access to the overworld menu, which is where you need to go to make the changes to the uh, But you can't make it harder. You can only make it easier. You can turn off Phoenix and put it back ah, to casual, which okay. I did as soon as I was able to. Because okay. quite frankly, <laughs> Phoenix makes the game not fun to play. Really? Having pl It's just ridiculous because there's no consequence to any of your actions. So it's like, what am I doing? So I put it back up to, f to casual and I was like, okay. Now I have a reason to try to keep from overextending, but I don't have to restart maps every time I lose somebody because that's the other way I play Fire Emblem, which I would I would still consider the quote-unquote real way to play Fire Emblem, but it's a much more time-consuming way to play Fire Emblem, and I just don't have that sort of time right now. So I put it back up to casual, and I'm like, okay, this is better. So now I can still be upset at myself for letting someone die, but I can still not feel like I need to set my progress back a half an hour or whatever. Um, yeah. And I, I have yet to get to the point where I turn off all the combat animations because, and hopefully I can avoid doing that. Cause that was one of the things playing other fire emblems. The last fire emblem I played was one on the GameCube or the one on the Wii actually. And I would get so, I would replay map so much to, to do it right. I just stopped looking at combat animations altogether. 
the thing that I like about this game is you can turn off individual styles of combat animations. Yeah. So I've turned off dance. Ah. The entire I game that's it. long. Nice old start. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> if you hold start, it skips through, right? And so. If you yeah. hold A or maybe start no, as well. Start makes so it go start fast. Makes it go, yeah, no, A makes it go double a speed. Make it go makes it go fast. Holding start skips it to the end. Right. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so there, it's called like manual or something like that. But yeah, you have control over which animations you watch at full speed and which, you know, you double up. What I really like is whenever someone's going to die, the game slows down and it just <laughs> it rubs it in your face like you are a terrible person. You've let them die. Watch them fall and and think back on your failings. Um, and then the final thing that I think is hilarious is how your characters react to their level ups. Oh, yeah, because if they get a bad level up, they get sulky. They get so moody. And if it goes well, they're like, I feel like I'm much stronger now, or I've got to use this power to protect people. Or I think if they if they get like one stat, and it's like, well, at least I'm not dead. <laughs> Jacob um, has like, uh, so your butler has like a very snobby Jarvis British accent. Uh-huh. And so if he gets one or two stats, he goes, oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> It's just so great that they finally recognize that that's what you're doing. So yes. like, may as well. <laughs> so there's your reason, by the way, to still have to reload maps and saves and stuff. But if you're playing on like normal and casual or normal in Phoenix, you can save after every single turn during a battle. And so if you don't like the way a stat level up goes, you can just reload it from that last turn and do the attack again and get a better one. <laughs> That would be cheating. I actually got a perfect level up on my hero. I posted it on Twitter. I was Good kind of you. excited about it. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, if people follow me on Twitter, I am pretty much constantly posting the screenshots. Well, constantly, a couple times a day. Um, screenshots about things that I am playing. So you can follow me at A-M-Privateer, A-M-P-R-I-V-I-T-E-R-E. Hey, you guys don't even follow me on Twitter. I don't. I need to. I'll follow you right now. I'm opening it up, twitter.com. I thought I did, because I thought I was DMing you stuff. What is your what is your Twitter? J Mustang, nothing sixty eight, I believe. Alright, let's see. Yeah. J Am I not following you? Um oh, follows no, you. I'll follow no, I did it for you, Chris. No, I'm following. Well, I just did it too. Oh, so am I unfollowing now? Let's see. <laughs> not following. Oh. Your your picture looks disapproving at me there you go i followed you from all the things i actually need to go through twitter Anna, his anna his twitter icon is not approving of me well, that's i'm sorry for ah. you anyways um i need to go through twitter we have like a staff list um for the rpg oh, we should twitter, update that and it hasn't been updated for a couple of years yeah still has michael on it well he's back on staff and sort of sort of kind of technically yeah so, uh, so he stays on. <laughs> You're so protective of him. It's adorable. I'm not being protective. He's doing work for the site. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening as fast as I hoped. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we should move on. Uh-huh. So, oh. so besides... <laughs> tricking me well what do you think i was playing while you're in your physical therapy appointments and your doctor's appointments i said what have you been playing on i your... said same old same old. 
I asked. He was so upset last night because he came home and he unpacked his bag and he looked at me like I had kicked a puppy and said, I left my 3DS at work. And I said, what have you been playing on it? He goes, oh, the same old. I said, oh, have you been playing Final Fantasy Explorers? He's like, yeah, totally. (laughs) Don't give me this high. I can't believe you didn't know crap because you hit from me <laughs> i did hide it from me i figured you'd figure it out during our conversation this morning that was the plan i was curious how much you knew <laughs> i was curious why you knew all this crap but uh, i just figured but i had to and then when you didn't pick up on it's like i have to just tell her now because <laughs> i'm tired of hiding this i want to play the game with the sound at some point so. <laughs> so you know what we should do this afternoon just we should both sit on the couch and break out the amiibos, and we can both play the amiibo levels <laughs> because right. you're a dick. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so let's... you have been playing other things this week. I have. I've been putting You've a been lot playing of playing Poe. Yeah, I've been putting more time into Neverwinter, uh, the MMO, but I'm going to hold all my discussions of Neverwinter except to say that game puts free-to-play stuff in your face in every single way that it can, and it really hurts the experience. But beyond that, I'm going to save all that for when the expansion, the maze thing comes, and we'll have a a bigger discussion of that then because I'm kind of interested in just covering it for that new expansion, not for for anything else right now. Pillars of Eternity has been where the rest of my time has gone. Jonathan Stringer. Yes. Do you like Pillars of Eternity? Yes, I do. That game's really, really good. Yeah, I love that game. I uh, I beat the non-DLC uh, expansion stuff last year. Nice. So I, I decided, like, you know, I've been sitting on it for a while. Like, I need to play this at some point. I need to play this at some point. But, you know, these giant games, these Infinity Engine-style games are are really long usually and they take a while so i i was like all right so i'm gonna you know the the white march is part two's coming out let's uh let's see if i can get up to that that content because i've heard you can do that content early on in the story or you can do it really late in the story and it'll scale depending on you know where you're at so i'll go in and just do the expansion content first and give people a perspective of what's it like to play this game like doing the expansion stuff first. So I that's what I've been doing. I've been uh, I played through all of the White March part 1 um, and a little bit of the White March part 2. I just, you know, it took a while to get through part 1. Um, and it, the game integrates it pretty decently well. Um, if you're going in for the expansion content, the thing you need to know is you need to get your fortress first before you can go do the expansion content. So just on your map you'll see something called Kayad Nua. Just go towards that and uh kind of ignore everything else <laughs> and so what and then once you clear that then you can actually get the expansion stuff and uh and, and go up and do that and once you're up there it's not so bad Things, that was the new I, uh hero um so i've got like yeah so i as soon as i get up there i'm start getting all these heroes thrown at me so there was a dude hiding in a bucket of fish who's a monk um and he's not new uh, he's part of the first part of the expansion and so monks are interesting in pillars of eternity because they work by causing self-suffering and that gives them power and so that's kind of interesting also he takes a lot of drugs um additionally you have uh this this golem construct who joins your team who's a rogue and uh she's kind of a bad person um but also kind of funny written um, and then the one they just added in part two is a barbarian, like 
half orc woman thing or something like that. I don't know. She's green. Um, and she's cool. She's got a nice disposition and she likes to smash things a lot with like with her morning star. So, um, as far as, so she gets along well with, um, Aloth, Antoth, whatever the, the magic user elf guy. Um, and so they, they have some good banter back and forth. Um, beyond that, the, as far as the companions go, I, I haven't done much that really deepens their stories. Um, honestly, the companion I like most right now is just one of the ones you get early on in the main story, which is Durance, because he's just kind of a weird guy. (laughs) Um, I like Durance. Yeah. I, and I like the things he says and how overblown he gets and how he refers to his God is and all that. Um, so where to start with, with this expansion stuff, the, Maybe because I rushed right into the expansion, I found things to be really hard for me um, in Pillars of Eternity to get through battles without dying. And I don't know if that's just the game is just really hard, even on easy, but it it feels really hard. (laughs) It can be difficult. Uh, It's important to know to uh, positioning and to use all of your guys' skills. So you kind of want your tank to get out in front and to do stuff like knock your enemies down, draw aggro, and then use your support characters to do the damage and heal. It's kind of... I'm having a lot of trouble of keeping my characters adequately separated and not getting in the thick of things who should be hanging back or whatever. Do you pause? I do pause, but, you know, it's just something about controlling all the scripts and stuff doesn't work the way that I think it would. And it's like, maybe I need to turn off their AI scripts and just control them completely manually. That's what I do. Okay. That would probably help in that realm. So one of the things that I usually want to approach a game like this, like going back to Baldur's Gate 2, is that for most fights, I would just let the AI kill things, and then when the fights, when I'm approaching something tricky or a boss or something, that's when I kind of go into manual mode, and I want them to kind of do their thing if I didn't issue them an order, but otherwise just be standing by for me to like issue a ton of orders and hit the space bar constantly and and doing that. And that doesn't seem to work as well here. Um, no. Uh, actually, I think the the non-bosses are a little more difficult than this. Yeah. So that's part of the reason. So yeah. there, there's there's no real easy, easy... There, there are some later on when your guys get a little more powerful, but... There is in, now, actually. As part, of the, as part of the expansion, part two, they added story time mode. Yeah. And I did try that out when I was getting into a number of fights where it was like unless I was doing every single action, it was just going terribly. And it was like, this is taking forever. And I don't care that much about tactical battles against ice trolls. Um, so I, I tried story time mode to see what that's like. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, way exactly the, the level of balance that I was thinking of. And it's like, well, goodness, if that's story time mode, I, and it's still like, you have to think on some battles like, wow. All right, whatever. <laughs> So I, I think a big thing is to use all of your uh, per encounter cooldowns. Mm-hmm. No, you're, and you're absolutely right that all that sort of stuff. This game is made to be micromanaged in battle, and if you're not doing that, you're kind of missing out on some of the goals of this game. So for a while there, um, through part one, I played on story time, uh, mostly because I wanted to get to part two as quickly as I could. So when I finally got through part one, um, the final boss fight of part one, I just I tried something out. I was like, I'm just going to start the combat and I'm not going to touch a keyboard. And I won the boss fight. And I was like, okay, 
I need to maybe turn it off story time now because this is maybe I should care a little bit more about the combat in this game because it's it's designed with that in mind and I'm kind of missing the experience if I'm able to just do this. So I, I've switched it back up to easy and I'm finding that between my character levels and just the additional skills and stuff that everybody has, all my characters are like level nine now. Um, yeah. It's like I have enough now that I think I can play on easy and actually do this. Um, additionally, I'm in the part two content now, which I want to slow down and join a little bit more since it just came out and I wanted to, you know, give some impressions for everybody. Um, unfortunately right now, the, the part two content is just, it's more, more of the same. Um, it's just like part one it's like you're helping out the city of stalwart up in the North, great frozen North on the first one. You have to go, um, and dungeon delve into Durgan's battery to find some special forge that can make special steel, which you can actually then use to enchant your weapons. Um, with a really wonderful enchant, by the way, just they limit the amount of steel you get in the game. Um, in the in the second part, it's like, well, um, why don't you help clean up a couple things that from the first part that are outstanding, and then you need, then um, by the way, you're going to start having dreams about this giant, terrible, evil, created Gollum-esque type force that's going to come and destroy everybody. Um, you might need to do something about that. So. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to the point where I go and do something about that. I'm still earlier on in part two. Um, it is, uh, it, it's really good. Uh, things about Pillars of Eternity that um, strike me is uh, the music is extremely well suited to the game. And I just, whenever I've got the headphones on and that music on, it's like, I don't want anything else on distracting me. It's like, just, it's just the right feel. And it makes that game feel right to me. Um, and I just kind of want to sit there with the music on and kind of click in here and there and listen to the guys. The voice acting in that game is really good, especially coming from an, uh, M uh, Neverwinter, the MMO, which has terrible voice acting coming over to Pillars of Eternity, which has really good voice acting. Um, it, it just, it makes you appreciate it all the more. <laughs> uh, so you have like this really good setting and, and feel to the games and all that. You have to, it, it still needs to be your cup of tea as far as the combat goes, because that's what these sorts of games are focused on. And this one, even more so they've really, um, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> apparently, uh, <laughs> Sting's smoke alarm is going off. Well, go, go take care of your house fire. Um, <laughs> um, Oh, the wife's cooking, he says. So that makes it hard to uh, talk to me about Poe's fraternity. Hmm. I had to get quiet. All right, good. <laughs> I had to hit the meat real quick so I wouldn't screaming smoke alarms into the mic. So I'm enjoying just playing Pillars of Eternity, leveling up in the expansion areas, doing all the bounties I can to get tons of money. Um, every, so I went online like, I need to get more money in this game. And the only thing I found as far as getting more money in the game is a bunch of people complaining that they have way too much money in this game. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, so I just need to be patient and I will get tons of money over the course of time. Um, so I'm kind of doing all that because you need money to do enchants. You need money to level up your fortress. Um, I'm finally at the point where all of my my income is not taken by bandits. It's an important point to get with your fortress. <laughs> yeah. I like leveling up your fortress. That's a fun component they have. And they give you a thing to do with your companions that can't fit in your party. Um, that's true. That's I Actually, I, I think I had a lot of money in that too from stuff. Where I think most of it is there wasn't enough stuff to buy with your money. Right. No, that's what everyone says. Like, I've got maxed out... Um, I've got maxed out a, a fortress. I've got all these spells. I, I've 
emptied all the shops. I don't know what else to do with the money. And they're like, well, yeah, the devs decided not to balance the economy because we told them it wasn't a priority during development. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, apparently fans decided where that effort should go. And messing it with was the economy a was a Kickstarter-funded game. So. Yes. And and that's fine. I, I'm, I'm not complaining about it at all. I'm just... That's what I'm working on is becoming super rich by doing bounties and stuff. And um, those yeah. bounties are tough. You might want to wait till chapter. Oh, well, you are. They're level not. Nine. They're. I'm level nine, and they're not tough if you're on story time. Uh, okay. I want to point that out. <laughs> but those are bounties are supposed to not be for. They're supposed to be the in-game challenge. Is what what those? Oh, are really? To be. Yeah. Because they seem like they give you all the stuff you need to like get ahead in the main game. So. I mean, they they give you a reward. Yeah. But a lot of those bounties are meant to be like late game combat challenges. Okay, got it. That's what they, how I've had them seem to be explained, or my understanding of why they were there. Okay, cool. Well, so if you can kill those, they're probably harder than ninety five percent of the rest of the fights in the game. Okay. There's one. There's a couple. There's a couple others. It, it, I don't, don't there is speak. a dragon in the yes. the northern area. Yes. I cannot do anything against that. <laughs> oh, that one's. Not... I can't finish that quest. <laughs> yeah. There's then there's another one at the. You know how you there's a, you can explore the ruins of uh, your castle. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's something there's really the, hard down there, right? There's one at the end of that. That's the hardest fight in the game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. If you tweet at Pokemon the hashtag gotta catch them all, they will assign a Pokemon to you with a random GIF. What does that mean? Do it. Okay. Twitter.com. Are, are you saying you're tired of hearing us talk about Pillars of Eternity? No. Non sequitur for people that aren't interested in Pillars of Eternity. Everyone should be interested in Pillars of Eternity. Though I will say you are on the second chapter that if if there's yeah. a part that drags in the game, it drags a little in the second area. So you played through the expansion? No. Oh. The expansion is just kind of offshoot stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I'm on the second part of the expansion. Oh, I thought you meant second chapter of the main game. No, no, no. I'm in the second part of the expansion. So I'm, I'm playing through the expansion stuff first. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Which is a little weird because there's certain conversations where it'd be helpful if I knew about certain organizations that I haven't met yet. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go do the expansion stuff first because they said you can, and 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 try to see what that's like. So um, done with the first part. Um, need to do this, finish the second part. Um, really enjoying my time with it. It does seem like the expansion stuff is just more of the game. It doesn't seem like um, it's a a big departure from anything else I experienced getting to the expansion stuff. So. Um, well, it would, if you're playing it now, it may be a departure from how I played it because they've patched the game to go along with the expansions. Okay. So some of the big gameplay changes they've done in the patches just applied with the expansion, so it would seem the same for you. So for those who may have played at launch who haven't played in a year, I think there may be some... It's still the same game, obviously, but there may be some gameplay changes due to uh, some of the, the patches and, and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. There are, there are things there that I probably don't know that I'm missing or that I'm benefiting from. Um, story time mode being the biggest one as far as impacting me. But, yeah, that's uh, it is really good. 
and I really like it, and I can't wait to play more of it. Um, it just makes me want to like delve into and explore the entire game, and I know that that's going to be a very long affair. Um, and, and there's so many games like this now. We've got so Pillars of Eternity is like very much an Infinity Engine game. We've got um, Divinity Origins and what's that? Original Sin rather, and and um, sequel. It's sequel, which is coming, but Divinity Original right. Sin plus um, Tales from the Sword Coast Legends, um, which are, are inspired by Infinity Engine games in different ways. Sword Coast Legends more more directly than, than Divinity Original Sin. Um, and you've got ti- uh, Torment Tides of Numenera coming soon, which is like, let's take an Infinity Engine game, but let's try and take it to a, a new level or, or modernize it or think of it and, and change some things. Because they don't have, I think they don't do pause combat in that game or something like that. There's like some big change, um, and so it's there's all these games that are very similar and they take a very long time to go through. And it's Wasteland like, Two, huh? And Wasteland Two. Oh yeah, Wasteland Two. That's a really good. That's more like a Fallout, but um, yeah. Who's time for all this? How can you, if you like these games, how can you possibly play them all? You can't. It's like we go from having no games like this and we need to remake the Baldur's Gate games to make them come out on like iOS and stuff so people can play this stuff again and experience what it's like to having nothing but games like this. And the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Editions plus the new the new Baldur's Gate they're making. Oh, they're making a new one too. Yeah, that's a the good Dragon point. Spear. Yeah. The one in between. And then David Gator actually left Bioware and joined them to help write. Oh, he went to Beamdog? Their... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, he's gonna be the he's their, one of their new creative director. There's so many games like this. I can't imagine they're all gonna be as good as Pillars is, but yeah. Ugh. Well, and by the some, way, Pillars some of think Divinity's better. Say what? There's some that think Divinity's better than Pillars. Yeah. Okay. Well, Divinity's got a good combat system. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story stuff I don't like as much. I haven't played Divinity oh. yet. Yeah, give I it a try. Um, the, uh, the, okay. What was I going to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Shoot. Beamdog. Divinity. Oh, yeah. This is an Obsidian game. Pillars of Eternity is an Obsidian game. It doesn't have bugs. I don't know if I'm okay with that, that reality where an Obsidian game comes out and isn't full of bugs. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't... I can't process this properly, but whatever. Oh, did I play anything else or am I done? I think I'm done. I oh, I played a little bit more of Digimon Cyber Sex or what, whatever it is called. Cyber Story, Cyber Sleuth. Cyber. Want to cyber? Um, I played more of that, um, which was basically getting some platinum guys to help level my team, but not not played anything beyond that, so... You already tired of XCOM 2? Finished XCOM 2. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's that, that's what I did since last time. I finished XCOM 2. Um, I told you last time that I had a bunch of mods on. So that did make things a lot easier for me. But uh, yeah, I, I maxed out all my technologies, maxed out all my, my psionic guys, and then I went on and did the final missions and finished the game. I was like, all right. So I could replay this on a real difficulty, or I could play other stuff. And I said... I really enjoyed XCOM 2, but I don't have the time to do it for legit difficulty without mods, so I'm going to move on to other stuff. So, yeah, it was fun. 
uh, and I recommend it. But uh, I'm done with it now. Um, cool ending and nice teaser at the very end for the next game. So I'll leave that at that. <laughs> uh, did you finish it up yet? No, I've kind of been derailed a little. I haven't played it as much. Because of Fates? I've Fates a little bit, and I for some reason I've just been playing a whole lot of Rainbow Six Siege. So. That's the, okay, yeah. That's the one that came out last year or whatever, right? No, that came out a few months ago. A few months ago. Well, that would be maybe last it was year, the end it? of last year, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but most yeah. definitions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget the months, I guess. But no, yeah, I have some friends who play, and I'm on, and then they're like, hey, let's play Siege, and my brother, and so I end up jumping in, and I think yesterday I played for like five or six hours, so kind of get sucked in and just keep playing so that's really been taking my time some hell divers here and there same stuff i've you been playing you got but... me a copy of hell divers oh yeah you. i did and i need to like start playing it and leveling up so i can do stuff with you i bet yeah it's fun uh yeah i got a couple um my brother and another friend another friend a copy and then one of them was like i don't want this <laughs> fine <laughs> Give it to someone who does. Yeah. I remember <laughs> you saying you're wanting to try it. So I was like, all right, maybe he wants it. Yeah. I'm totally going to play that. I just, I've been busy with Pillars of Eternity and stuff. Um, it's hard to turn that game off. God, and then, it's hard to turn oh, any of these games off. There is a game I haven't played, but I'm going to be playing soon, which is that Black Desert Online. What is that? It's uh, actually, it's a European made MMO and there's a pretty good growing amount of hype about it. And a lot of the big WoW players are seem to be quitting WoW to join and, and play that. But the if you get it early, the early access starts at su this Sunday morning at 2 a.m. I think it coincides with, I think, 8 a.m. some European time, I believe. So, or 2 a.m. Eastern. So, uh, it's, it's actually, I've been watching some combat videos. Mm -hmm. And it, it's less like old MMO style what you think okay raids and this and you instance here and all that it's more kind of open world open boss um, supposed to be a lot of siege and PvP type combat and I haven't gotten into all the details uh, I've been watching combat videos for each of the characters the classes to see which one I, I might want to roll and combat is a lot more complicated in some ways a lot more skill based than it, instead of well i guess the other mmos are also skill based but a lot more combo-y and hitting certain okay if you want to do this skill you got to hit right click and left click and hit up and then q and you got to be in this mode and then to do it this way you have to uh hit this button while hitting this button and then back and you can do dodging and and grab there's a bunch of different skills and combos you kind of need to learn and get get down and so it seems to be really in-depth and really something that's going to be hard to get down. So it may turn off some casual MMO people, but it's hard to tell. So, But the combat scene, supposedly I've heard it. I haven't played Terra online, but I've heard some similarities to that. It also has some similarities to Guild Wars 2 uh -huh. that I could tell. So, so it's in being very action-based, right? So, yes, yes, it's very action-based. Yeah. Um, do you have to climb things and find... Ex find the points and stuff like i have i haven't seen that okay. I, i'm just referring to you kind of do the rolls like in guild wars to dodge things so you have to pay for this game 
You have to buy it, yeah. Wow, it's so weird to see an MMO where you have to pay for it. Yep, yep, it's not a free-to-play. Let's see, order now. Explorer's package. Buy now for $49.99. You get two one-week guest passes that you can give to other people. Ooh, you get a Tier 3 horse and a horse flute. I don't know what that means. And a pet of choice. Wait, all right. Ah, okay. That's the that's the deluxe package. The traveler's package is only twenty nine ninety nine. You only get one de- guest pass, and you get no horse flute. So, so I don't know what that. I don't means. know what the horse flute does. Now, there's some things that may turn some people off. It's kind of old school in some ways, where if you uh, like you, your character, like how much stuff you're holding, gold you're holding, actually weighs your character down. Oh, why? <laughs> Do so they you sell like, you enhancements of like special no, gold bags? No, it's or? more like you gotta go stick it in your bank. Okay. Do you lose it when you get killed by? Is it PvP or anything? There is PvP, but I don't think you lose it. Is it, it open is... PvP? I'm I'm sorry yes, if you mentioned this so. already. Yeah. Thanks. So. Okay. I need to get some of the details. That's hardcore then. <laughs> yeah. When is this? All oh, right. So you've been playing it, but it's not open. Oh. I haven't. There's a beta. I signed up for it. I had a key. Right. It was last weekend. I didn't get to play so it because things happened. Wait, so then you haven't been playing it? I haven't, but I'm going to be playing okay. it next week. All right. Well, that's my up-and-coming thing to do. Oh, and I see. If you pre-order it, you get a head start of like a few days. Yeah, you start at Sunday morning at 2 a.m., Yeah. I won't do because I'll have to go to work. That's but. a bit early. Well, it's because of yeah, it's because it's a European game, so it's a European release date. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's why everything's in UTC here. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, but it's a worldwide game, so we can access it from yep. US just fine. There's a there's a North American server. Server. Oh, okay. So it's I'm intrigued. I'm gonna try it out. I have not heard have much at all about this. This is interesting. That have a big. I've release. heard a lot. I guess it depends on. Uh, like Anna Marie said, she was hearing stuff about it last weekend. I believe. Have you, Anna? Huh? Black <laughs> Black Desert Online. Yeah. Remember when we went to Second Harvest? Yeah, our supervisor plays it. He's like totally How? stoked for it. He has like a Korean account. Oh, this is a Korean game. Yeah. No. Oh, am I thinking of the wrong game? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you thinking of that other one that um, Blade and Soul maybe? No, he was talking about something else that was a shooter. No, this is not a shooter. Oh. But that's what I think of when I hear Black Desert Online. I'll be honest with you. I think of a free-to-play online shooting game. Okay, I'm really <laughs> confused. Black Desert Online is an MMO. Okay. It is a pay once. Do you have to subscribe or is it pay once? Sure. Okay. I guess we should know that, huh? It, it's just useful info to have. Let's see. Black Desert is an uncomping. Wait. No, this is Korean. It's by, Korean? By Damn Games. No, it's D A U M. Black Desert is an upcoming sandbox-oriented, massively multiplayer online role-playing game by Korean video game developer Pearl Abyss. It's been in development since 2010, entered closed beta in 2013. Well, that seems like the way the wrong time means, right? Um, North America and EU versions are coming out March 3rd, 2016. So that does sound like the right timing. Mm. For it. it's, so Wikipedia calls it Black Desert and then also shows the logo for Black Desert Online. So this is the localized version of the game. Um, and so that means, Anna, that your friend could be playing it in Korea. Okay. It probably isn't. Like I've heard mention about Korean guys playing it, but I thought it was a, I guess my mistake, I thought it was a European developed game, but I guess not. I think it's being localized in Europe. 
So that would explain that. Um, let's see. So I wonder how you're... Oh, they must be using a VPN or something to get around the IP block. Um, well, and they also had to get a Korean social security number. What? Well, you didn't know that? In South Korea, when you sign up for an MMO, you have to sign up with your social. How do you get a Korean social? I don't know. Do you just borrow someone else's? Yeah, basically. Oh, well, because they have limits on how long you can play, right? Um, or is that, a, that China? I forget. Some country has limits on how long you can play. I think that's China. Hey. Do I need to knock the wall? This game has mounted combat. Yep, I've heard good things. It looks cool. It's, you know, be interesting to see. So, how's the business model? Let's see. In Korea, it used free to play, but here it's buy to play, which means what? Microtransactions after you buy? They're not mentioning subscriptions. So, that seems like Guild Wars to me, or Guild Wars Two, where you buy it and then there's microtransactions for cosmetics or something. Yeah, a, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Anna, I tweeted at Pokemon, and I've gotten no Pokemons. Well, sorry. Did I mean, you get one? No, I didn't tweet at them. Um, I saw Nintendan had tweeted at them. I think only if they follow you do you get one. Someone must be doing it manually. Oh, okay. So why not try it yourself? Okay. No, like, do it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what else we got going on? So that's all you... So ooh, I just closed the sheet. I think gotta, we're good with gotta, what we've been playing, right? Gotta all right. catch. Gotta catch them all. Oh, well, thanks, everybody, for sitting through that. <laughs> that was a long one. Um, it's time to get into the news. Ooh. Okay. You can help me with the news? You can help me with the news? There's a new Pokemon game coming! Yeah, it's Pokemon SM. Pokemon SM. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Which, doesn't that sound so fake? Because there's been. And the thing is, is the Sun logo is red colored and the Moon logo is blue colored. And the reason that everybody thought it was fake, despite the fact that they registered the trademark, is. There is a blue, there is a Mega Man Blue Sun, or Blue Moon and Red Sun. There is also a Digimon game called Blue Sun and Red. So Man. I don't know if you know or this, Anna, Blue Moon and but, Red Sun. but the sun is considered to be really hot, uh-huh. and the moon is considered to be kind of dark and cold. Uh-huh. And so red and blue are Simon, very appropriate Simon, colors for each of those. Simon has feathers in his coat. Well, you know what? He caught a bird. No. So, yes, we have... He's growing feathers. And here's the thing that I love is if you follow Twitter and Tumblr's reaction, they were completely disappointed that this was only the announcement of a new mainline Pokemon title. What did they want? They wanted... Pikachu. Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> All right, let's be honest. That, that's what people want to hear is getting localized but it and was they're not like, hearing it. But it was like... Guys, we're getting a new mainline Pokemon game. Yes! I would rather play Detective Pikachu well, than a new mainline Pokemon screw game. Screw you. I'm sorry. I, I would. Especially if it's voice acted by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll just be honest there. Like, this is exciting. It's cool that there's a new title coming. I want him to show me something, like footage, and they gave us nothing. No, they gave us concept drawings. I, I don't care. There's vehicles. I don't... What? And a new bird type. There were vehicles in those concept drawings? Yes. I didn't see it. 
Where? Let's see. It's it's a new Pokemon. I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to figure Where out. Where did you see these concept drawings, Anna? They were in the direct. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. I'm skimming through it right now. Where? Yeah, you need to. While we are not watching the podcast. Oh, the the sketches. Yes. Oh, I'm supposed to interpret that for my media. Okay, so the first sketches is Pikachu looking really happy. All right, and then they look at things, and then there's some vehicles, but that could just be background stuff. That doesn't mean you're driving those. And there's a new bird. There's a new bird. Yes. And there's a cedra on a fountain or something. Oh, yeah. A new bird flexing its wings. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a very opera. Okay. Great. Wake me up when there's news. Okay. No, it's really cool. Um, also, they, they reinforce that the red, blue, yellow are coming out today, right? Yep. It's out Well, now. they technically came out last night at midnight. Oh, okay. Well, that would be this morning at midnight, right? Or was it yesterday morning at midnight? It was 12.01 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, June 20th, or February 27th. <laughs> yeah, so this morning at, at midnight. Yeah. Okay. Other news. A game called Sodome is out now on the eShop, and it is an RPG on the 3DS. It is 15 bucks. Let's Let's see... Is developed by Mebius, which is a Japanese studio, puts players against waves of demons in an alternate version of the Warring States or Sengoku period of Japanese history, as my wife bangs a woodpecker off the side of the house. Um, players select one of the four heroes and take them through the story campaign. Uh, it's like 20 bosses, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, is someone reviewing this, do you think? Because I'm kind of interested to know if this is any good. Well, I might have some time to play it in the next couple of weeks. You have a code? I'm tr oh. No, I'd buy it. Okay. Well, I'm, it's out now. I'm traveling and then I have surgery, so I'm going to be like just playing games. Well, you have 80 versions of Fire Emblem and the Digimon Vita thing to play, so. Did we buy it on Vita? No, but I'm sure you PS4. will. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get it on Vita. Well, and I have Pokemon Yellow that I'm going to be buying and downloading. Why? Because I want to play it. Oh, you can upload all your Pokemon to the bank. <laughs> that I've never used? Yeah. Then you can import them into Sun and Moon. <sighs> all right. Phoenix Online Publishing and Overflow Games, the developer, are coming out with a new title called Cornerstone, The Song of Tyrim on PC Mac Linux. It's an open-world fantasy RPG. It's coming out April 26, uh, 15 to 20 bucks. Um, and that's all I really know. It's... Guys looking for lost Vikings, not the lost Vikings. These are different lost Vikings, and they do things. It looks like a Zelda-esque sort of thing. There's crafting, action-based combat, physics-based puzzles, and various vehicles. All right. So that's interesting. There's a lot of new things coming. It's that time of year. Tales of Berseria has some details that they put out from Bamco. Let's see. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Let's see. The game begins three years prior to when the game happens. So figure that out. Um, when Velvet's still living there, eh, blah, blah, the story, 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 story. Oh, goodness. Do you guys want story details for Tales of? Jonathan, Anna? Mm -hmm. You guys get to vote here. Do you want me to read off these story details for Tales of Berseria? No. No? Anna? Mm. Okay. Simon? No. Totally not interested. All right, so go read the story here if you want to hear, like, um, it sounds like there's climate change and things happen, so whatever. Uh, it's the 16th Tales of Title. 
Uh, just so you know, PS4 and PC uh, in the U.S. Don't know when. Uh, let's see. Fallout 4. They gave us some details on the DLC for Fallout 4. And oh my gosh. So okay. They, so part of this is, is this part of the thing where they realize that they're going to do more DLC than they originally thought? So they're raising the price of them. The, yep. Of the this is that announcement. Okay. So the DLC is now going to be, let's see, where where did the price go? Uh, forty nine ninety nine, and it used to be twenty nine ninety nine. If you bought it at the old price, you're good. Um, you don't need to worry about it. But uh, if you didn't, you would now need to pay more to get it. Uh, so they've announced some of the details of the DLC. Uh, they've got um, Automatron, which is an expansion that puts in a quest line where mysterious man called the mechanic has unleashed numerous robot evils basically it sounds like mega man um and you need to go dis destroy the the robot masters um and then you get lots of modification options on the robots and oh yeah you can build your own robot that's right and that's why the modification options matter and you can choose their voice and color schemes and all this stuff uh, on its own it'll be 10 bucks coming out in march wasteland workshops a small expansion for five bucks that uh focuses on the player settlements gives you more options for customizing your settlement including the ability to construct cages that allow players to capture wildlife for display uh far harbor uh is going to be a giant expansion this would be 25 bucks on its own so this adds an entire like island or something or landmass or something. You get to travel to Far Harbor, a mysterious island off the coast of Maine, in search of a missing woman and a secret colony of synths. Players will have to negotiate between the multiple factions, taking hold there with the add-on also adding new weapons, dungeons, settlements, and faction quests. That comes out in May. And there's going to be closed betas for each of the DLC that you can sign up for on uh, Bethesda's website. And... So people like me who picked up the season pass way earlier for like 30% off are really benefiting from from that. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, I'm sorry, you have to pay more for the season pass if you didn't get it yet. Uh, oh, you have until March 1st before the price goes up. Jonathan, did you do Fallout 4? I can't remember now. Yep, I beat it. Okay, so you're going to do the season pass stuff? I think I already got it, but... I don't know when I'll actually play it. Oh, okay. The okay. Uh, Minecraft-esque additional stuff, I don't care for it that much. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Hmm. I do have the season pass, so just check my cool. Steam. Uh, but the go the one, the, the big one may be worth jumping into. Maybe. Assuming it's well-written, that's the real trick, right? Yeah, my problem is I don't even know why I got the season pass because once I beat it and kind of put it away, the odds are me jumping back in just to do that little bit of content is not very high. Mm. Well, it'll probably be a while, a long uh, expansion, right? No? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe. Compared to the main game, though? Uh. I mean, maybe. Maybe so. I hear some of uh, I haven't done them, but I know some of the Fallout 3 expansions are pretty good. Right, like Fallout Three. I'm usually told that the uh, DLC is better than the main game. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Kill to Collect is a new cyberpunk co-op RPG, which I don't know what that means. Uh, from Swedish developer Pieces Interactive, who made Magicka Two. Uh, okay. 
it's set in the Geo Shelter Alpha, which is the last known city on Earth, and sees corporations and criminals fighting it out in the slums called the Deeper Levels. Uh, coming skip, out in spring. Hmm? You skip Stellar Tactics. I, oh, yes, Stellar Tactics, a sci-fi RPG turn turn-based combat with space exploration. Oh, uh, that's why you care because it's a turn-based. It seems like a tactical game, right? I have no idea about it, actually. I just saw you skipped it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, all we have is like a trailer, Anna. Trailers! Thank you. And, uh, yeah, you build your team, equip your ship, explore the universe. Um, okay. Whatever. I haven't heard about this game. Though it didn't look like a tactics game from the video. It kind of looks more like... Looks like an astra Oh, never mind. I see some. That's. Kinda... I don't really know what it's like. Um, there's space, and you fly around in a ship. And yep, and then you have like tactical combat too. This looks that. like this looks like it may be an Alice game, more than anything else. So that's good to know. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, so yeah, um, Alice will probably follow that more closely. Um, well, it has ships, but if you keep watching the video, there's like uh, tactical combat with your. Uh, Human characters standing on uh, overhead view. I was kind of oh yeah, it has inside stuff yep. too, mm -hmm. and narrative like a combination. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. What else we got? We've got a new Kickstarter game. No, we don't have a new Kickstarter game. We have a Kickstarter game that's getting a release date, and I put this in here because when do you get to hear about Kickstarter games actually coming out? Right, lately. Okay. I thought that would be funnier. All right. Sorry. Can't. This is from a, a game developed in Cameroon. Uh, Kiro's Games um, is the developer. They, uh, their Kickstarter-funded 2D action game, Orion, Legacy of the Kori Odon. It's coming out for PC via Steam on April 14, 2016. Comes with a new trailer. <coughs> Anna. Trailer. Thank you. Uh, and uh, a bunch of screenshots, and you can see what it's like or what it looks like, and uh, get excited for it if you backed it, and see if you want to buy it if you didn't. So go check that out. Um, Swap Quest is a game that came out on Vita. I think this was originally on like iOS and Android, yeah, last year. But now it's out on Vita. They add a new um, a new class, uh, and you uh, it's a game where you switch tiles that make up the game's procedurally generated maps. And there are six classes now. You can upgrade equipment and abilities, and three new island base levels and a new boss fight were added. Anna, are you interested at all in Swap Quest? Um, no, we've talked about this before because of the time limit that pushes against the side of the screen. Yeah? Nah. Not your thing? Okay. Because nah. it's not like 10 million or you must build a boat where mm -hmm. you win. <laughs> Every time you win. If you, if you, you lose in Swap Quest. This next one, I need to move down to the other section. We'll get to it later. That was too much. Oh, crap. I just saw... I got an email that Distant Worlds is returning to Houston. Hey, Final Fantasy concerts. There you go. Yeah, um, I got an email. Yeah, new dates announced. So Houston, Texas, Overland Park. What's KS? Kansas. Okay. Um, Boston, Massachusetts. Winston-Salem, NC is North Carolina? That's right. Okay. 
um, Nassau, oh, sorry, Brookville, New York, mm-hmm. Hartford, Connecticut, Mm-hmm. St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, we could actually go to that one. Yeah. So, oh, and they also uh, released Distant Worlds Three, which is Prime exclusive. Really? It has the little Prime banner on it. Which means we can just listen to it for free. I Let's see. Think so. Let's see. Is it out now, or are they just announcing it? No, it's out. Distant Worlds Three, Prime streaming. Okay. Add to library. <laughs> Done. Also, in to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, we should do the things that actually happen in Pokemon. Like what? A giant castle rises from the ground around the main government building. This is PETA's fault. What? <laughs> what? You ride a dragon god into space to fight a meteor alien. This is plan A. This is plan B. Plan A was to send the meteor alien to another dimension. Oh, okay. One guy tries to get rid of the oceans while the other tries to get rid of dry land. What happens next will shock you. Yeah? A dude wait, jumps... Wait, wait, what does that mean? Does it, <laughs> there are electricity things going on? <laughs> well, in both of those situations, a legendary Pokemon rises up and does the opposite. Oh, okay. Got it. A dude jumps straight out of the water onto an evil pirate ship, lowers the gangplank, then swims off to let a teenager deal with it. What? <laughs> what game is that? Shoot, I'm trying to think. I want right. to say that's like Diamond and Pearl. Okay. Um, there is a one-third chance that a runaway 11-year-old mafia prince broke into a laboratory to steal an adorable plant creature. Okay. You can buy a useless fish for several thousand yen from Ooh. a shady salesman. This is actually an incredibly good investment. Uh-huh. Why? What's it do? That's buying a Magikarp. Oh, that's buying a Magikarp? Yes. Okay. The devil, the god of death, and the bringer of eternal nightmares all really, really, really like cake. Okay. Do you remember the Pokemon game that you could feed things cupcakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good to know. The most powerful train in the world is a 14-year-old with a pet rat, and he went up the frozen mountain for no apparent reason. He comes down. He only comes down after you beat up his rat. By the way, that's absurdly difficult. Who? I don't know all of these references. Okay. The effective ruler of the Unova region is a magical cat girl space princess with a bunch of pet dragons. Oh. There is a nine foot tall, tall guy that wanders around. His height is the least interesting thing about him. Yeah. His best friend is a flower fairy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I remember him. So carrying on with the news. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Stranger of Sword City got some media release this week because they were showing off how the Xbox One version of that game is going to have um, different art styles. Uh, it's going to have the game's classic default art style that um, it had on the Vita and stuff, and now it's going to also have the um, the the a redone one to make it more anime. This is way, the way that I look at it. Classic and anime. Um, and if you see it, you know exactly what I mean. So a lot of the dungeon crawlers we see nowadays are released with the quote-unquote anime style, like I think your Etrian Odysseys and stuff. And so this new style is more in that vein. So you can play it either way. Uh, I think it only affects the party members. It doesn't really affect the, the, the enemies. Um, but this is looking like it might be a really good dungeon crawler. And so if you're excited about that, go check out the media and see what you think. 
Rulon, Trulon, the Shadow Engine. Uh, so Key, Key Games, K-Y-Y Games, uh, is releasing a game called Trulon, the Shadow Engine for PC on Steam via March 1st. Uh, it'll be available for 20 bucks. It was originally out on iOS and Android, so this is a port of a mobile game. Uh, it's a card-based battle system and a spin-off novel, uh, spin-off of a novel called Shadow Gears, written by Johan Lilbaka and Jack Koch. Um, you can look at trailers and the screenshots on the site. And yeah, I don't know if it's any good. It's a mobile game. Mobile game. I'd never heard of it, so that's interesting. I usually hear mobile about the game. mobile, the mobile, the mobile RPGs. I tend to, to follow as much as I can because I keep waiting for good ones. Um, <laughs> and and you know there are a couple. I just and I haven't taken enough time to play them. And that's what really bugs me. Um, Manny like that uh, most recent in what was it called Infinity Ring? No, um, I don't know. Zodiac or Canon Odyssey is one I want to check out. Uh, Fearless Fantasy and then uh, Chaos Rings 3. That's the one that Manny liked. And I put like no time in any of them. So, yeah. Looking for Trulon. Five bucks on iOS. Uh, what are the reviews like? I see no reviews, which is weird. So, this game, apparently not very popular. Um, one review for any version just pretty good overall it was a decent game i had no problems with bugs or crashes the gameplay had a nice flow but it was pr a little short um so i beat it in eight hours well, that's cool um, i'm okay with that and there's cards i don't know that might be okay but i don't know not vouched for by much maybe the steam version will change that uh hero and daughter is an rpg that's uh, been ported to steam um, this is a harem-style RPG that aims to appeal to anime, visual novel, and manga fans. It stars Ralph, a renowned hero who has saved the world many times. Uh, da -da -da -da. I'm sorry, but any hero called Ralph is not going to appeal to anime fans. <laughs> well, he uh, drank a potion that sapped him down to level one and makes him unable to gain experience. Forced into a perpetual newbie status, he must now rely on others to do his battles for him. So stupid. Uh, then a friendly harem dancer shows up and conjures a host of strong women to fight at Ralph's side, among other activities. Part level grinding RPG and part dating sim, Ralph can decorate his home, invite girls over on his downtime, and hope to strike up a romance. Of course, being a hero, he does still need the girls' help to defeat a great evil, and to this end, he can actually help them level up by donating his useless experience to them. Uh, there are over 30 girls, each with their own powers and storylines to keep things interesting. Additionally, side quests in the 9999 level challenge tower promise even more content. It's available now on Steam. So I thought that was a port, but I guess it was just wrong. Um, but it's called Plus, so it must be a port of something. It's a... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the, the story of Ralph, the he hero from RPG Maker VX8. For, so for being something that was built in like RPG Maker, that sounded pretty interesting to me. Yes. I, I like the I like the concepts there, but I don't know if it's any good. Maybe we'll download it and play it someday. It's it's what ten bucks. Um, yeah. What else we got? Europe is finally getting Yokai Watch, and Alex isn't here to talk about it. But uh, yeah, they're going to get it on April 29th, ninth, twenty sixteen. That's that's really all there is to that story. Um, Seventh Dragon. Uh, we're finally getting a Seventh Dragon game, if you remember. Seventh Dragon 3, code VFD. Uh, and they announced some goodies that are coming if you like pre-order it and stuff. Um, you get a 28-page art book, a collector's box, and, well, that's it. <laughs> it's coming out in the summer. 
So go pre-order now if you care about those goodies. Dragon Quest Heroes 2, um, The Twin Kings and the Prophecy's End. Anna, you're excited for this game, right? No? Hmm? Are you excited for Dragon Quest Heroes 2? Maybe. You haven't finished the first one. Right, and that's the thing is it's mm. like... Mm, after I finish the first one, I'll be excited. For All right, second. well, here's some details. Uh, the gameplay is going to be split up into three stages, town, battle, and field. While battle stages are self-explanatory, field stages are open expanses of land that are more focused on exploration. Seamless battles with monsters, hidden and locked areas, changing weather patterns, and spontaneous quests are all things that can occur during field stages. Given the larger size of the map's fast travel between waypoints will also be available. There are also going to be town stages. They take place in the country of Zebian. Here, players will interact with different NPCs that serve the various functions one would expect from an RPG. Luida's Bar maintains the parties, because Inn serves as a multiplayer hub, and Dharma Priest acts as a means to change the protagonist class, and etc. Uh, regular item and weapon shops and armor shops will be there as well. Uh, it's going to be coming out in Japan on May 27th. We don't know when it's coming out here. And that means I should have put it in the Japan section. Sorry. Oh, well. Still cool to hear about. Grand Kingdoms. That's uh, from NIS, the follow-up to Grand Knight's history that we didn't get. Um, <laughs> they have details of that. Um, go. Uh, let's see. Grand Kingdom puts players in charge of their own mercenary squad on the continent of Resonale. The squad falls under the guide of the guild, which is recognized as autonomous by Resonale's four great nations and led by master swordsman Godfrey. All right, so you're in a guild. The guild is outside of the uh, of the nations. And you are given quests by the four nations. So think like... <laughs> that seems like the setup for Naruto, doesn't it? All right, well, whatever. Except that each... All right, ninja visual villages are associated with the country there so whatever there's another faction the people of old who are said to descend from the old alden empire that's a good name for the people in uh, the empire used to rule all of the land but they fell like 100 years ago and the people of all now relegated be considered little more than band of thieves i don't know why they tell us this right now you recruit various characters into the squad and can follow the single player campaign or take your squad online in an ongoing fight for supremacy um, players with both the PS4 and Vita versions of the game can fight against each other on the same servers. Coming out in Europe on June 17th, North America on June 21st, PS4, Vita, pre-order now. They have limited editions. There you go. Or you can get a digital. Yeah, probably. Uh, Yuan, uh, Juan Yuan Sword arrives on Steam. Taiwan-based publisher, Soft Star Entertainment, uh, is the one putting this out. So, Juan... Juan Yuan Sword EX, The Gate of Firmament on Steam. The game was originally released in China in March 2015. And now you get an English, Japanese, or Chinese for 15 bucks on Steam. March 3rd, 2016 is when it's coming out. Um, I don't really know anything about it. Let's see. What's it look like? They got cutscenes, and then weapon crafting, and a pipe puzzle, and then... Ah, there we go. Running around. Is this, is this a... I, there's not a lot of... I don't know. Is this a single-player RPG? Yeah, there's a party. I don't know if this is any good or not, but it looks interesting. People should check this out and see if it's good or not. User reviews on Steam are very positive, which is weird because I thought it wasn't out yet, but apparently... You can know. have pre-launch reviews, but they should be marked as pre-launch. Oh, it's a 15% discount that ends March 3rd, so it is out now. Okay. Um, this is a... Single player game with positive reviews. A bunch of people playing it. So this is interesting. Um, Are you going to try it? I don't know. 
takes 15 gigs of disk space. I'm just skimming the Steam reviews now. That review is in Chinese. I can't read it. Um, let's see. Wonderful background setting. Good story with three different endings. Pretty smooth and clear picture quality. Simple, easy to use. What? <laughs> nice price. <laughs> Long talk. Hope you like it. I recommend it highly. That was an English as a second language person. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, that looks cool. I, I want to see like a review from someone on our site, but that looks intriguing and it seems different than what we usually get. Can I, can I add this to a wish list or something? Oh, I have to log in. Oh, never mind. All right. So Juan one something trillion limited edition. So trillion God of destructions get in the limited edition. So here's what you get in the limited edition for. $57.99. Available now on Idea Factory International's online store from March 8th, 2016. Onward. So you can't get it just yet. So it's not available now. I lied. But what you could get when it is available is a sticker set, <laughs> an art book, a soundtrack CD, an 11 by 15.5 inch poster, and a collector's box. Ooh. Do you want the new, you want basically the new Disguise series? game anna mm, not yet not yet okay i'm kind of just waiting for the inevitable vita remake right right and that's the thing is it's like when you oh no it's the... okay it's already on vita oh okay <laughs> like all of the disgaea games that you finish you've done so because they've been on the vita and yeah. you can play it a couple of hours of time in bed yeah and so getting a game like this for you doesn't make a ton of sense unless it's on vita that's a good point uh, Mind Zero, a Vita game, is coming to PC. Yeah. <laughs> the reverse. On March 8th, it's coming out. We don't have pricing yet. Um, this is a game that was originally on Vita. It's a first-person dungeon crawler. I talked about it a few weeks ago when I talked to my Vita first-person dungeon crawlers. Um, so now it's coming to Steam. Uh, here's a game called To Ash, which I love the concept of. So in this game, you level down, not up. <laughs> this is a game about an aging, dying hero who loses his powers over the course of the game. It's available now. Um, you start by having all your levels and powers, and then over time you lose them because you're getting older. Um, and so this, you have to become more and more strategic with your combat over time, and you have to deal with the fact that your just, hero's just getting weaker and weaker. It's five bucks. Um, they're looking for votes on Steam Greenlight. Um, if you want to check it out, it's uh, wordpress.com See if you like it. I don't know if it's any good or not. I just thought the concept was awesome. <laughs> I think it's an intriguing idea, but I don't know how well it's like. I have my doubts if it's actually gonna, the, it's gonna be a fun game by doing so. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of how Chronos is gonna work. Um, the Oculus Rift game. Yeah. Because you can only so in Chronos you can only go into the dungeon once a year for like a set amount of time, and then you have to wait until another year goes by to go to it again. And so there's a lot of strategy about what should you try to tackle when you're young? What should you try to tackle when you're older? Because when you're younger, you're fitter, but when you're older, you're wiser. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of an interesting push-pull. And I'm curious to see what it's going to be like when it's not an Oculus Rift game. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right. Next story. Uh, fans made a patch for Tales of Symphonia on the PC. Because it's... Well, apparently not anymore. This is the same... Oh, you know, Alice talks about this. This is the same guy who fixed Dark Souls, isn't yep. it? Yeah, we talked about this last week. Um, oh, I see. 
No, this started with the guy who fixed Dark Souls releasing oh. something that fixed the 720p resolution lock. Okay. So that's gone. And now someone named Chaldean has released a suite of other fixes that include ah. a resolution lock fix, or excuse me, including other things like, let's see. Uh, they got rid of the, oh, here we go. Um, is this on, oh, where is this? Oh, it's in a guide. Okay, that's cool. They put a Steam guide about what it does, and <laughs> I don't know where you get it from. Oh, they sh oh, they've got links right in the in the Steam guide. That's great. That's clever. Because then people could just rate it, and it's right next to the game on the games page. All right. So here's what it does. It gets rid of the thirty. Let's see. It gets rid of the the frame rate limiter, which it's still thirty frames per second, but it doesn't stutter now. So that's good. Um, fixes blurring that was added on February twenty second, which I don't know what's up with that. Uh, fixes hitching on the menu screens, add multi-sample anti-aliasing, makes it possible to use reshade, whatever that is, allows full-screen borderless window mode, uh, the, let's see, improves Durante's character outline enhancements, so I guess the, the black line that goes around every character, okay, that must be a big deal for some people, um, correctly matches rendering to the selected re resolution rather than just upscaling from 720p to whatever resolution, it keeps it from crashing every 15 minutes on laptops with touchscreens. That was an issue. If you had a touchscreen on your laptop, the game would just crash every 15 minutes. That's awful. Uh, you can now replace the in-game fonts with higher quality versions. And as a PSN trophy sound, which can be replaced with any .wav file on achievement unlocks. And... Oh, makes VM protect pointless. So it gets around whatever VM protect is, which I assume is some sort of anti-piracy thing. <laughs> In the patch notes here, it says, Namco, if you're reading this, you can remove VM protect now. It does not do anything aside from angering your customers. <laughs> so VM protect apparently is the big problem with this software. It makes all the problems with fixing it and making it work right. So this right. is what they're implying. Wow. Yeah, remember, this is the thing that blocks, like, everything, even translation patches. Oh, good. So they had to break it first before they could do anything else. Mm. And isn't that a delightful thought? Yeah, that's pretty awful. <laughs> that's great, though, that it's fixed or improved by fans like that. So, uh, Puzzle and Dragons is still going strong. It's not dead yet, Anna. <laughs> and they're having another Final Fantasy event. This is uh, the second Final Fantasy collaboration. They're adding Lightning and Cloud. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what's his name from Van, Bartz, or Butts, depending on who you're talking to. Sephiroth's Ultimate Ever Evolution, where he has one black wing. Um, Cloud's Ultimate Evolution has been added. So those are usually expensive and hard to do. But yeah, you can get those guys in the game and uh, level them up. It'll be in Japan on March 21st until April 3rd. No word on when it's coming to the U.S. version of the game, which means I put this in the wrong section. I'm sorry. All right. Fire Emblem Fates has sold over 300,000 copies already. Has so, that been updated, Anna? No, I don't think so. Is that That's five times as many copies as Fire Emblem Awakening sold in 2013, apparently. And more copies than have ever been printed of um, Radiance of Fates. The, is that the GameCube one or the Wii one? Uh, Radiant Dawn or Dawn uh, Pool of Radiance or what? Path of um, Radiance or Radiant pa Dawn? Path of Radiance. Okay. Sorry. I remember it was some acronym and I couldn't. It was like P-O-R. Yeah. Yeah. Path of Radiance. Yeah. It was, there wasn't even 300,000 copies printed of that apparently. Hmm. 
Fire Emblem games are popular now. So that game, that game fetches like a hundred dollars now on eBay. Yeah, of course. Oh, I the game. That game. Remember okay. that we cool. saw the price jump up at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Cool. I've got a valuable game downstairs. Yay! Yeah, like we're gonna sell it. Um. Hey, hey, we didn't talk about something. What? The face petting mini game. Yeah. What about it? It's in there minus the touching. Yeah. They just... It is so stupid. I can't... It is so weird. So this is this is the thing that everybody wanted Nintendo to leave into the game, apparently, which I don't understand whatsoever because it's just weird and out of place even in the improved version, which I'm calling it the improved version because this thing just needs to be gone. If you are not having a, an easy time getting your relationship up with a particular character, you can invite them to your private quarters and spend some time with them. During that time, they show up on your bottom screen, blushing for reasons I do not understand, and then they, they say a few words in the top screen, um, something about their character that makes sense, and then eventually it fades out, and then says, yeah, you, you're much closer to them now. It is the weirdest thing! And, and it looks like basically what they did was put all the animations and the text and all that stuff from that game but take out the requirements to, for you to do any sort of tapping or rubbing on their face. Yep. So it just goes really quickly, and there's no explanations. It feels odd. I think it, it, it feels like a bug. It's like, why did you even leave this much into it? I don't know. This is weird. And I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> but it's not gone all the way, so it needs to go more. <laughs> it is so strange. Doesn't it feel strange? Did you try, Jonathan? Yeah, I invite him in there, but yeah, they just kind of look at you and, and says, I, felt, I like I, you more. I feel weird. It's like, <laughs> why are you blushing at me? What's going on? <laughs> All right, so if you like that Distant Worlds album news from earlier, you might like this. Final Fantasy VIII Successor. It's a remix album for Final Fantasy VIII. It's out on Louder, iTunes, and Spotify. It's a follow-up to Final Fantasy VII remix from last year. So you can go check that out. Um, it was... Uh, Whoa. Across the six discs are 92 tracks by over 150 composers, arrangers, and YouTube personalities. What? Um, is that the one that That's Dale the last year. That's on? that's no. the remix one from last year was 92 else. tracks. This one is a six-track tribute album called Successor. So I don't know what's up with that. Final Fantasy VII Remixed was five discs. How do you get that one? Materia. Ay, 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 Every $19.99 on iTunes or 15 bucks at Louder. All right, so I should pick that up and listen to it. I like the remix. Uh, also, there's a Chrono Trigger remix album called um, Project Chronicles. I no, I think is that the one that Dale North has a bunch of. Songs I don't know. On? He's he's in everything. Yeah, How I can know. I know? Chronicles of Time is what it's called. It's a, an arrangement project. This is a five to seventy tri five track album, and uh, it's on iTunes, Louder, Amazon MP3, and Google Play for 20 bucks. He got Ooh. he got really excited because one of these album, one of these remix albums that he was participating in, like the original music composer like tweeted about it and stuff. Nice. So it was a senpai noticed me moment. Mhm. Mm All right. Chrono Trigger Chronicles of Time. I'm not seeing it on Amazon. They said it was on Amazon, didn't they? Mm. I thought it was Spotify and Louder and SoundCloud. 
It depends which one I was talking about. Oh, okay. Isn't that where most of these remix albums go? I think all over the place. Okay. Let's see. So Chronicles of Time does not seem to be on Amazon yet. So, all right, whatever. Uh, cool. There you go. The louder iTunes seems to have all of these. So that's where you can go for them if you want to want to pick them up. Um, yeah, this the Silicon Air story is just wrong, saying it's on services that it's not on. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> Should we talk about the number of wrong articles about Pokemon Sun and Moon that came out this week? Oh, there's also a new One Ups album out, and One Ups do remixes of all sorts of music, and they're freaking awesome. And you should go get them at all their stuff too. Oh man, Anna, I got a lot of music to get. Yep. Oh man, how am I gonna pay for this? Persona Five details. What? I don't know. Didn't we know most of the stuff in this Persona 5 details? Let's see. Um, what? All right. Keynotes from the interview. Um, let's see. Dungeons and level design will be very different than compared to last titles. Um, there are things that will make them all different, and each dungeon will be thoroughly enjoyable. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Thanks to having a bit of stereotypical theme with the Phantom Thief, it made it possible to be able to put in work that will surprise the players. From there, they're looking to mix in contemporary drama with the likeness of Persona to create something that can express the fun of entertainment. I don't even know what that means. That's a weird translation. Um, the reason the stage is in Tokyo is so they can push the idea of having an amazing Phantom Thief drama play out in the world we know. Uh, most of the characters in the games are labeled judge and are living unfortunate everyday lives that have no escape. Rising up and breaking out of such situations is what you'll see as you move forward in the game. That's cool. Um, then some info about each of the characters, which I'm just going to skip for right now. Uh, there's going to be a similar system with social links, with the question of how to make communication for the characters of Persona 5 into a driving force. Hashino hopes to see it go a step higher in the human relationship part of things than what we saw in the social link of Persona 3 and Persona 4. So they're trying to take that system and evolve it. Um, and they're hoping to make an announcement um, go about related to the Persona series as 20th anniversary but um, look forward but to persona 5 first yes and some so expected to come out in summer 2016 in japan and sometime later in north america uh, also there was something really weird what so there's a character named morgana mm -hmm. um i think Morgana's the little cat that's yeah. their persona no Morgana is the cat. Okay. Um, Morgana is never discussed with male or female um Genders? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a regular cat in the real world and like a Teddy-esque cat in the Persona world. Okay. So, I don't know. There's been a couple of articles that have pointed out the fact that Morgana is never specifically addressed with a male or female honorific or gendered identifier okay so i'm what's it matter if it's it's a mascot character does it need a gender no but i'm curious how they're going to localize that okay sounds like they don't know yet <laughs> right <laughs> all right finally anna it's time for your favorite part of the show trailers first off we got a pack south trailer for arcadian atlas a turn-based rpg like Final fantasy tactics and tactics ogre trailers exone hey, 2 wait, wait. what Cross what zone. wait what <laughs> I'm going to interview those guys. Oh, you are? Next. Yeah. Okay, good, because I want to hear more about that game. 
It looks a lot of Final Fantasy tactics like. All right, good. But go ahead. X Zone 2. Cross Zone 2. Cross Zone 2. Trailer. Edge of Eternity. Trailer. Twilight, Twilight Princess HD. It's coming out really soon. It's like next week. And it got a. Trailer. Seventh Dragon 3 Code VFD. Got a dragon trailer. Star Ocean 5. Got a trailer. Star Bravely Second got a trailer where Adia cries a lot. And it's out in Europe. Trailer. Trailer. The Division. Trailer. The White March Part 2. Yeah, we got to figure out what's going on with The Division 2. We need to see, get some reviews of that going. The old Pokemon games. Got trailers. Shines. Uh, Got a trailer. Atelier Shally Plus. Got a trailer. Old Man Yells at Cloud. This isn't a trailer. This is Adrian um, <laughs> played, did this a is an hour, an hour to, impress. to impress. What did he play? Um, I forget. I know he recorded it right after the Game of the Year show. Yep. Um, let's see. The game is Inverbus Virtus by Indomitus Games. And then he says Clatu Barata Nicto, which Anna would recognize if she would remember when I explained that thing to her, which no. I've explained it to her multiple times. Yeah, I know. The day the world stood still, Anna. Technomancer. Trailer. Dark Souls 3. Yeah, trailer. Why are you laughing about it? Because I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy watching you die over and over again in Dark Souls 3. Oh, I'm playing Dark Souls 3? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Olden Sphere. Got a combat trailer. God Eater Resurrection. Trailer. All right. More news from Japan. We've got pictures. Um, yeah, we got pictures up from Ease 8 um, and some details. Um, guess what? Adol is 21 years old by the time of Ease 8, which places the game between Ease 5 and Ease 6. He's traveling on a ship, which is attacked and sunk by a mysterious sea creature. Isn't this how okay, all you know the what? games start? Adol just needs to stop taking boat rides. He wakes up on a sandy beach, appears to be untouched by man, at least in recent times. Does he have amnesia? Doesn't say he has amnesia, so that's good, right? Well, there you go. That's something at least. So, all right. Well, that, that's your setup there. Um, Valkyria Azure Revolution, the new Valkyria Chronicles type game from Sega. They got some details. Um here we go. They, they they released info on a specialist use it, unit. Excuse me, specialist unit from the Kingdom of Jutland, designed to counter the threat of the neighboring Rust Kingdom's Valkyria, as well as three important characters. Um, let's see. The specialist unit is officially titled the Anti-Valkyria Unit, but possibly known at popularly known as the Vanguard, rather well, than Vanar Guard, right? Van. Oh, excuse me, Vanar Guard. That makes it more um, Viking. Um, let's see. This show, blah, 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 blah. It's uh, whatever. Read the details and look at the pictures because that's really what you want to You want to look at the pictures, right? Is this game going to be a tackle RPG? I don't remember anymore. Sure. This looks like an action game now. That is supposed to be a tackle RPG. It's, it is? I mean, Valkyrie Chronicles is. I know that Valkyrie Chronicles is. Right. I just don't remember if Azure Revolution is. I think so. Battle system detailed. Let's see. I'm going back to the last article. Um. Battle system itself has been further deep. Battle missions will be divided in three separate stages. Briefing, combat, and result. Combat is further split into distinctive long-range ballistics and close-quarters fighting using melee and magic. That doesn't sound as much tactical to me. Players' tactics during long-range combat and whether they take advantage of enemy reactions, for instance, a surprise attack causing their enemies to lower their guard, will have an impact in how the close-range combat plays out. Oh, that's weird. Um, and they've got the thing where permadeath happens if you don't rescue a character before their timer ticks down. So, okay, I guess it's a little of both. Hmm. All right, anyway, coming out in Japan, winter 2016. 
Um, Black Rose Valkyrie details. What's this one? What's a game called Black Rose Valkyrie? Um, from Compile Heart. Um, it's a new PS4 exclusive RPG. It's set in an alternate reality. Uh, the world of Black Rose Valkyrie has been overrun by an unknown virus called the Chimera Virus, which gives humans and animals exposed to it extreme intelligence and strength. That seems good. Uh, it also slows it, slowly works its way into the subject's mind and flesh, initializing a gene reconstruction that turns the hosts into inhuman beasts known as chimeras. Well, that sounds bad. First discovered in the 1920s, it, finally, if it originally came to Earth with a meteorite that crashed here during the 19th century, nicknamed Black Garnet. Um, in response, and this is where it turns anime apparently, Japan has instituted a state of national isolation to minimize its spread within its borders. To deal with the threat of those already exposed to the virus, the secret military agency ACID, Anti-Chimera Intercept Division, was formed. The organization in turn created the Elite Special Force Valkyrie, a group consisting of its most qualified soldiers who are the few able to handle the specialized Anti-Chimera weapons TCS. Stop me if you've heard this anime story before. Uh, the character They've got a character trailer and some screenshots. Um, and you can see... I, I don't know how it works. Uh, let's see if they show any combat. Showing the people. They're all young kids. What a shock. And... I guess we'll get more combat stuff later. Black Rose Valkyrie. Not to be confused with Neo Genesis Evangelion. Um, let's see. Details emerge are for Dragon Quest Monsters th Jokers 3. Multiplayer stuff. Does anyone care about this? Yes, you do. All right. There's multiple modes and functions. So Street Pass. All right. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. Let me break it down. One-on-one -on -one battles for supremacy fought by a local multiplayer. Um, as well as team-based Grand Prix battles with an 18 maximum. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Spot pass functionality gets you items, treasure chests, and even the chance to battle against teams of special monsters. And finally, the Great Riders Cup is a mode in which players battle against three others, either locally, online, or against the computer by riding a monster into battle. The object of this mode is to catch the most amount of slimes in the field and bring them back to the goal area, battling against the other players along the way. Okay, that's kind of cool. Do you like that, Anna? Mm. Get to go collect slimes while riding your monster? <laughs> no? All right. The monster players choose to rise in a battle will have its own acceleration, speed, and other stats, which will differ by race, and items can be used to aid in the battle as well. So go ride your golem. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, yeah. March 24th for that game in Japan. No word here. Um, Silicon Studio is teaming up with Mistwalker for a new game. Yeah, we know nothing about it. That's all we know. We just know that they're going to work together. So yeah. that's Silicon Studios' Bravely Default. Mistwalker is like Lost Odyssey in the last story. Terra Battle. Terra Battle. That's all we know. Yep. <laughs> so they're, they're, now you know. Um, the worst idea ever happened. IBM is trying to make an actual virtual reality project based on Sword Art Online. All right. Guys. Guys. Do not log into anything called Sword Art Online. Let me just, let me break this down. Do not, do not. Are you familiar with .hack? Do you know enough not to try and log into .hack now and that that would be a bad idea? Don't log into Sword Art Online. Otherwise, your brain's going to be blown up, all right? Don't do it. Don't bait. Why would you, don't, what? This is, we're going to move on. Cladun has details. The new Cladun classic dungeon, if you're wondering what that's, short for it's from and it's from nis in japan it's play, taking place in the world of arcana which is 
home to the spirits of those who had regrets when they passed on. Only those who fulfill their regrets can return to the regular cycle of life and death. And so you got to help Sengoku-era commanders fulfill their regrets by finding clues within various dungeons. So, all right. All sorts of weapons and dungeons and dungeons and dungeons and dungeons and dungeons and dungeons. And dungeons. This is a Vita game planned for release in Japan on May 26th. And with that, we're going to move on to feedback. We have emails. We're going to move on to emails. Yep. What are our emails? All right. Dear podcasts at rpgamer.com. Oh, here we go. Recently, we purchased a new bookshelf and found ourselves with a problem that requires your advice. Unpacking the boxes of books to place them on the shelves, we came across 10 Warcraft novels, four of which were written by Richard A. Knack. Oh, burn them. A tree died so that these books could have life. Send them back to the cycle of nature by burning them and burying them underground. But we are afraid... That if we put them on our bookshelf, we may be judged by anyone who comes at our house and you will looks be. at the shelf. You will be. There's also the possibility that other books we place next to the Day of the Dragon may seem of much higher quality than they actually are by comparison. Okay, that's a potential improvement. Should we destroy the books? Yes. Donate them to a library? No. Give them to our enemies? Maybe. Put fake book covers on them so no one knows that at some point we actually purchased these? You're just lying to yourself. You'll always know the truth. <laughs> Please help Sarah and Vin, the Seraphim kitten. What is your advice, Anna? Um, I... Those books got knacked, Anna. I'm not sure Can't that I would wish them. those books on my worst enemies. <laughs> You've read them all, haven't you? Yes. Are they any good? No. Okay. <laughs> Are they like my Nate Kenyon Diablo 3 book? Yeah. <laughs> Did you finish that? No. You stopped on it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you'd given up on it. That's I great. haven't given up, but the problem is, is I went to Audible and bought all those Brandon Sanderson books, mm-hmm. and they're much more interesting. Oh, something actually <laughs> written by an author. Yeah. What, Jonathan? Oh, I was laughing at like Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thank you, kitten. Yeah, we um, burn them and bury them. Yeah, and send us pictures. Yep, put them in a compost heap. <laughs> All right, we also got another email. It says, um, "I felt I need to share a little bit more RPG love from the UK after having no podcast last week." This is a couple weeks old. Sorry, I wanted to sh- share how great the 3DS eShop is for for Uh-oh. RPGs in Europe right now. What? I can choose from a demo of Legend of Legacy, a demo of Etrian Odyssey 2, a mm-hmm. demo of Project Cross Zone 2, mm-hmm. a demo of Bravely, Bravely Second, and a demo of Stella Glue. Expensive times. Wait, over what's the Stella ne- Glue? Stella Glow. I want to play Stella Glue. So the interesting thing is, is this email came to us a couple weeks ago, but since then, I think Etrian Odyssey 2, um, Project Cross Zone 2, Bravely Second, and Stella Glow are all out. Mm-hmm. I don't think Legend of Legacy is out yet. Yeah. So, yeah. So much RPG love, which I am not complaining about. I know most of these titles have been already been released in the U.S., but at least we get to try Bravely Second first. Looking forward to this week's podcast. Hmm. So, thanks, Harlow Lad. All right. And We've got some forum then, feedback. Then, then we have um, um, Thesis Convert into Book. What? There's no... There's no content in this email. Thesis convert in the book. Yeah, that's the title of the email. What? What? 
<laughs> what is it? There's Why nothing, are you reading it? There's Sounds nothing like spam. In, there's nothing in the the body of the email. I just thought that was hilarious. Thesis convert into book? Yep. Okay, well, that's a good idea. Turn mm-hmm. your thesis into a book. We'll help you out. Send $50 to this address. <laughs> uh, check made out to handsome boy model. All right, so moving on. Lol whoops wrote into the forums and said, hey, I'm still playing Digimon. Um, <laughs> decided to bust out the Platinum Numemon so I can get my 40,000 plus experience for battle. I'm starting to run out of Mons I still need to make. I put a few billionaire USB accessories and I have nearly 2 million yen. Hopefully I find something to spend it on eventually. 91 hours in now. I got Biazomam, which is one of my favorites and the one I was shooting for. So I'm about ready to go beat the game, I guess. Fun fact. There is a Digimon who is a train. Its name is Ground Locomon. Doesn't this make you think there is an Air Locomon? I really want to see an Air Train now. Um, as for petting games, which was our question of the week, I'm going to take the high road and say Blizzard needs to add petting to Hearthstone. <laughs> I like it. The Walking Dude says, you know, Chris, if you want stuffed hamburgers, they're kind of a big thing in Minneapolis. Okay, it's our signature food stuff. I didn't know this. I need to go to Minneapolis, Anna. As for what games need petting midi games, I have to say Animal Crossing. The villagers are fuzzy animals already, so it's not that weird. That and Dynasty Warriors. No need to put relationships or anything in the game. Just an inexplicable petting minigame in Dynasty Warriors. I like it. Victor says, Steam is itself a form of digital rights management. Is Steam's digital right management bad at blocking piracy? Why do certain companies with games on Steam like Ubisoft and Bandai Namco insist on adding a cumbersome layer of DRM on top of Steam? What am I missing here? I think that was in reply to something else in the thread. Oh, you're talking about Symphonia? Okay. All right. So I don't know why. I think that's a dumb idea. That's a good point, Victor. All right. Question of the week. Obviously, Pokemon needs a petting minigame. I assume Nintendogs and all its spinoffs or clones already have a petting minigame. Actually, Pokemon already has a petting minigame. It just doesn't have any good rewards. But like you pet it and hearts come off them and they like you more. Um, let's see. And then No Name says, Chris really needs to play Grandia 2 Anniversary Edition. He's responding to our Game of the Year show. Properly patched it as the best port of the DC original the PC could ask for. G2 would obviously be my Square Enix Remake Award winner. Um, I need to make a podcast to discuss my little imaginary award. I think that's a good idea, No Name. Thank you. All right. And with that, it's time to get into the new releases. We got a lot here. So let me let me, let me me go through these. <clears throat> new releases for the from the time of February 19th through March 4th. Settle in, folks. On the PC, we have Cyborg Rage. For 3DS, we have both Fire Emblem Fates Birthright and Conquest. And Hero-like also hit the PC, along with Magic Flute, Mazement. Music vs. Electronic Keyboard came out for the 3DS. Tap Tap Arcade for the Wii U. And Wondershot came out for Xbox One and PC. All these occurred on February 19th. On the 22nd, Astro Duel hit the PC, and the Ship Remastered hit PC. On the 23rd, Bridge Constructor Stunts hit PC, Mac, and Linux. Far Cry Primal hit Xbox One and PS4, and Chris cried because he needed to wait another week before playing it. Foul Play hit PS4 and Vita. Hitman Go, PS4 and Vita. Um, Mega Man Deluxe, Edi- Le- uh, excuse me, Mega Man Legacy Collection for the 3DS. Ninja Senkei DX for PS4, Vita, and PC. Obliteracers for PC, Once Upon Light for PC and Mac, 
Plants vs. Zombie God in Warfare 2 for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. VHS is not dead. Excuse me. Replay VHS is not dead for the PS4. Runner 2, um, I think it has a subtitle of like the continuing adventures of whatever the guy from Bitrip Runner's name is. Captain Video, right? PS4. Swap Quest on Vita. Tokitori 2 Plus on PS4. The Walking Dead McCone Episode 1 on 360, PS4, PS3, and Xbox One, and PC, and Mac. Jeez. Wonder Shot for the PS4. Those were all February 23rd. On the 24th, Comics Play 1, The Endless Incident hit PC and Max. Disgaea hit PC. The Flame and the Flood hit PC, Xbox One, and Mac. Reagan Gorbachev, which is a weird combination of world leader names, Xbox One and PC. Replay VHS is not dead. Hit the one. Shakes and Fidget went to PC. Super Shot, Win, Mac, and Linux. Assassin's Creed Identity for iOS. On the 25th, 6180 The Moon hit the Wii U. Heaven's Hope for PC. Inside My Radio on Wii U. Replay VHS is not dead on Wii U. Sadame on 3DS. Toy Defense on 3DS. Volcanic Field 2 on Wii U. The Walking Dead McCone hit iOS and Android. Stardew Valley hit Windows, and that's it. For the 26th, Double Dragon 2 The Revenge came to PS4. Spa- Space Jacked hit PS4, Mac, and Linux. Sprinter on PS, Mac, and Linux. Tiny Troops, Tiny Troopers Joint Ops for Xbox One. The Town of Light on PC, and We Are the Dwarves on PC. On 3DS, today came out Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. On the 29th, we'll get Soul Axiom on PC, Mac, and Linux. Alakine's Gun, or Alakine's Gun, on Windows, PS4, and Xbox One, and Broforce on PS4. On March 1st, many things come out, including Deponia Doomsday on PC. I'm wondering if that's the last Deponia game. Far Cry Primal hits the PC. Heavy Rain on PS4. Ironcast on PS4. McDroid on Xbox One and PS4. Mortal Kombat XL on Xbox One and PS4. Return to Papolacroa, a story of Seasons Fairy Tale on the 3DS. Papolacroa's, my wife is yelling at me from the other room. Screen Sheet comes out for Xbox One and PS4. Square Heroes on PS4. Trulon the Shadow Engine on PC. The Witch and the Hundred Knight Revival Edition on PS4. Tron Run slash R for Xbox One. And X-Blaze Code Embryo on PC. On March 2nd, Blaz Blue Chrono Phantasma Extended comes to PC, and Crazy Pixel Streaker on PC, and Gunscape on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Jonathan's waiting for this one on March 3rd. Black Desert Online comes for PC, though he'll already have been playing for a few days. Maybe. Blue Rider hits PC, ET Armies hits PC, and Action Hank comes at PS4 and Xbox One. On March 4th, Into the Skies is on Into the Stars is on PC. Ironcast is on Xbox One. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD is on Wii U. Path of Exile Ascendancy, the other thing that Jonathan will be playing, right? Yep. On PC on March 4th. And Ultimate Chicken for- Horse comes out for real on PC. I've Too many watching. games. Too many games? Yeah. So what are you planning to actually play out of those? <laughs> well, I think I'm going to play Black Desert, and I know I'll eventually get to Path of Exile. I'm wondering if so, I have time for Path of Exile. I've always, I, I'd like to check out the new stuff, but I have this feeling that if 
I would need to play through all the old stuff first, wouldn't I? Because I'd need to level up. Yeah, but have you you never played it before? Um, I played a little bit a long time ago, so I've like somebody in the middle of chapter one during beta. It, the game's not extremely long hours wise. Oh yeah. Okay. So just to get to the content, you kind of redo it like Diablo, keep your guy leveling up. Oh okay. So I could play. Not, that would yeah, be I mean, hard to catch up. It's not really shallow, but it's not like it's going to take you 20 hours or anything. All right. I'll put that on the list to consider to try and get through to talk about next week. It's a fun game. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I like Diablo games, so that helps. Uh, I'm going to be playing Far Cry Primal this week and probably more Fire Emblem and Pillars of Eternity. And Anna Marie, what are you going to be playing? She says Propolicois and Fire Emblem. Same stuff she played this week. Um, so nothing new coming out that's going to take her away from that. And I guess Propolicois. Oh, yeah. She's going to be out of town the weekend when Twilight Princess comes out. Were you going to play that immediately? Okay. She doesn't know if she's going to play it immediately or not. Okay. And with that, um, I think we are done with the show. So I want to tell you how to send feedback to us. Three ways to do it. Three main ways. Podcast at rpgamer.com. And then we'll read your email right here on the show. You can also send us an MP3 file there and we'll play it right on the show. Forums.rpgamer. No, is it forums? Or is it boards? What are we called now? Forums.rpgamer.com. Um, and you can go to the la- latest update section of the forums and you can find the show thread and post there and we'll read it on the show. And then finally, 608 729 4098. That's 608-729-4098. Operators are standing by now to take your message and we'll play it right here on the show. And we don't have any horses, as my wife reminds me. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to us and thank you for your comments, um, the kind comments about the uh, the Game of the Year show last week. Um, we appreciate that. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on RP Gamer. Um, you can follow us at uh, rpgamer.com slash live or twitch.tv slash rpgamer to see the show live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And of course, you can follow us on Twitch to see when we go live with other streams. You can follow us on YouTube at rpgamerdotcom. And, of course, we are on Twitter at RPGamer and Facebook at RPGamer. So, until next week, we need a question. you have a question for the folks, Jonathan? Um, yeah, I don't have a question either. Hmm. What would be relevant? What is your favorite Pokemon? Because it's the 20th anniversary. I like this one. Favorite Pokemon. Give us your favorite Pokemon. All right, and we'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody.